podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash realchronicles. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by realtalking.com. I'm your host, David, and I got the whole team with me today. Back like we never left. It's Lou. As summer concludes, sodas are best of the decades. This has been fun. I think I've had a good time with this. We're up to the unfinished decade. It has been fun. It was a, it was a lot harder than I think any of us expected. This one was the hardest one, just because I like it more. I like it more for Jen's list, though, which are very exciting. Yeah, Jen's yeah, Jen, Jen, and I'm very highlights. excited for this. Jen's list. Always excites me, <laughs> especially when she put some. What did you put over the Dark Knight as number one? Mean oh, Girls. Mean, mean Girls. girls. And there's yep. that whole debacle because I kind of forgot I, to put it on my top ten. And I'm like, surprised. I should have thrown the ring out after she did that. G ran laps around his room when he forgot about Mean Girls. Oh, like God damn it! Well, I'm gonna see what I'm gonna see what he forgets about. <laughs> I'm predicting it now. This is gonna be the most dif- different yes, list. I agree with you. This of might... all the episodes, I so, think so already. We already been talking about it, and there's certain things that are on mine that are not on his or Dave's, and yeah. probably won't be on yours. So yeah. this week we're going, like Lou said, we're going to talk about the uncompleted decade the best of 2010s so far um man i actually have a lot of honorable mentions uh this one not on purpose so i'll start with my honorable mentions i mean i'm i'm gonna start with the one that g's gonna get mad at me that's not even on my 10 Mm, here we go so dark knight rises yeah that's horrible we were talking about this though (laughs) everyone makes bad decisions it's cool oh i know what your bad decision is i'm sure you have a few that i'm gonna like <laughs> um sing street is also an honorable mention inception the avengers oh, i'm surprised inception and Matrix. i moved certain things on it uh the avengers the wolf of wall street django looper uh Fuck, looper's good man looper's so good just not enough to make my 10 though uh let me see and i mentioned django and some newer movies uh, from the last year, Logan, Baby Driver, Kingsman, Moonlight, Nightcrawler, Straight Outta Compton, and some love for some for our horror genre, The Conjuring, It Follows, The Babadook, and Insidious. There you go. Those are my honorables. Lou, you got like, I know. Did I hurt you there? The last few hurt me a little bit. <laughs> Lou, you got the longest? Yeah. No. I think so. All I right. Don't know. Jen? I think I got like 12. Okay. All right, so go for it. Okay. Pretty conservative uh, of you. I, cause I, 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 I know. I was, or so, should we save her for last? No. no I think we should not. I think no, we should. No, no. we're going to save you for last because we're always excited for your list. So we're yeah. going to save you oh, for last. God. All right, G, you're up. What honorable mentions do you have that are going to hurt my it's, heart? It's mine. Okay. So uh, I, I have uh, Sicario. Oh, I forgot about Sicario. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I didn't make my list at all. Moonlight, uh, Kick-Ass, How to to Train Your Dragon. Stop. Uh, I know. It's good. Fuck you. Uh, (laughs) It is. uh, I got uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Uh, Skyfall, Uh, Zero Dark Thirty, Uh, The Help, Uh, Inside Out. Shout out to Emma. Go ahead. Uh, uh, What else? What else? Sorry. I gotta go through this. Uh, before midnight. Okay. Uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, that's not on my <laughs> list, though. Oh. Not even, uh, not even uh, on your honorable. Damn. No. Uh, Interstellar. 
uh, Interstellar. Oh, really? I didn't make my list at all. Yeah. Uh, 12 Years a Slave. Okay. Uh, Boyhood. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Django I, Unchained. I didn't watch that, so I didn't make my list. Uh, where's he going? Uh, Django Unchained was on there. And, uh, and then I got some of the recent ones like you. I have Baby Driver, uh, Logan. I put Wonder Woman there, too. Okay. Uh, oh, and Ex Machina. Uh, oh, yes. I, I forgot. I love Ex Machina. Almost, actually, that almost made the list. I was I, I had it in there for a little bit, and then it got knocked out. Oh, and then yeah. I forgot Inside Out of Zootopia for myself as well. But, yeah, yeah Ex Machina is great. All right, Lou. All right, so I'm going to put Django in there because I forgot it. So Django is an honorable mention. All right. I have Easy A. Shout out to Emma Stone. You know, all right, quick sidebar. Uh-huh. Oh, I forgot about Easy A. I saw, I saw Easy A, like, probably a few months ago. Uh-huh. You saw it late. I saw it really late, and I heard about it from since they came out. Mm-hmm. I love Emma Stone, and she's great in it. It wasn't as funny as I thought. It, like everyone made it out to be. Well, you're weird I think you had. I think you had to see that when it came out. Yeah, you had to see it out. Oh, okay. It's like it was, it was uh, of its. I mean, it sounds weird to say it's of its time, but like it was like really <laughs> like it was really. It felt significant when it came out. Okay. I think that's the last good team movie we've had. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, I, think so. I, I mean, I like the Duff. You that guys came out, like that, that definitely works. <laughs> you do. Yeah. All right. You guys all right. We got Easy A, How to Train Your Dragon, Zootopia, Days of Future Past, uh, Ex Machina, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh my God, I'm the only one with this. <laughs> but it's not that. I mean, it's good, but it's not great. <laughs> Buried, uh, Gone. Oh, yeah, Buried was good. Gone Girl, The Revenant, oh. Oh. Uh, Gravity. Oh. <laughs> Think like a man, one and two. Oh my! <laughs> oh, I would my only fucking... put think like a man, not two. Oh my two. god! You really like two more? You like two more than the first one? No, I like two and one equally. I thought the first one was great. Oh, the first two, one's I'm fun. like the first uh... one's fun, but the second one was like, it's cool <laughs> to get the gang back together, but it's not as good. Word. <laughs> uh, shoot out of Compton, the wedding ringer. Oh my god. Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart. Do you have Central Intelligence <laughs> no, on there? No, I do not have Central Intelligence. I didn't like Central uh, yeah, right, Is Right Along on your list? No, it's not. That one was stupid oh. too. Uh, the Social Network. Oh! oh yeah. Oh, it, it, it gets better, folks. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises. Ah! Yeah, you didn't like that one. Avengers, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw that shit in honorable mention. Yeah, because I, I, I needed, I needed to like sit with it more. Uh, the Conjuring, Insidious, Drive, Black Swan, The Babadook. <laughs> what was? Wait, which oh, one? Oh, I forgot about Black Swan too. That's an honorable mention. Okay. No, uh, man, that's like top ten level. You guys are tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Black Swan, The Babadook, It Follows, Nightcrawler, OJ Made in America, that's The Penalty of Trilogy. David forgot OJ made in America. You should have seen his face right now. All right, so I'm going to have to. I have something to say when you're done. I just did like like a Homer Simpson dope. Dope! (laughs) All right, so the last three were. I had a a tie for my number 10, a four way tie. I actually have a two way tie. I had a two way tie for number 10, but after. Are we we cheating now this week? No, we're not cheating because I had to. For my number 10, I had a four-way tie. One made it. These are the three that did not make my top 10, and they almost did. So it's Pan- the Planet of the Apes trilogy, which I was going to just pick one of them. Okay. Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows did not oh, make my list. I know. Right. I almost did. And La La Land. Dun, dun, dun. 
Well, David just... La La oh, you know what? You know what? I need to make my list. Because La La Land is in my honorable mentions. I forgot to mention it. It's on my top ten. So I'm just going to put that out there right now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-oh. All right, let's get to the good one. Jen? Oh, Wait, no. hold on. <laughs> Before you go, I have two more to mention that I actually want to talk about, but my list sucked. My list has to change now. So my number 10, I actually had a tie, but after you mentioned OJ in America, uh-huh. which I forgot for some stupid reason. Are you bumping something? Yeah, so I'm bumping my number 10s. I had a tie. My num- my tie for number 10 was... Uh, you put a tie in? Yeah, I did. Because we've uh, we been rules now. Bended. <laughs> Everyone's bended the rule except me. So okay, but I have I never the rule have with never a one and a two in. movie in the same franchise. I have never ever ever put a tie in. You guys do realize there's no real rules here, right? <laughs> like we haven't written anything down. I, you, know, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna the ten commandments. I'm gonna do this one for. I'm gonna do this one for G. I'm gonna oh. leave these two as a tie for number ten. Uh-huh. And I'm going to bump out. Bum, bum, bum. Mad Max Fury Road is an honorable mention. Oh my god, we got Mad Max the you fuck out of here. bumped it out? Is it at the bottom of your honorable mention? Silent 7. <laughs> Eat a dick, bro. No shot. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, so I'll move Mad Max out of my honorable, uh, into honorable mention. So it's OJ 10 and then the no, 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 tie no, no, for no. 9? No? OJ is I, nowhere nine? near the bottom of that list. Okay, um, okay so we'll, and get, then we'll get to your And list then I'll split yeah. the tie and make that my 10 and 9. There you go. Wait, so you got to take out another one? No. I'm moving Mad Max, Fury Road. Uh-huh. And then I have what spot. Was that part of the tie? Mm. You, I didn't feel like you got to take out another movie. You know what? Well, then, then screw do your it. Thing, then do your thing. No, the screw it. Then I'm taking out. Sorry, Mad Max is back on the list. Oh, my God. No. We almost so, had it, guys. We almost had it, G. You almost had it. So Drive and the Perks of Being a Wallflower. They're out? Yeah, so those are two. Oh, on you are a dick. You took out perks. A wallflower. <laughs> you took out perks. I never saw that movie. So I didn't my list. Oh my god, that I I get all up in my feelings watching that movie. No, it's, man. High, I, it's high. No, on no, 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 I'm just fucking with you. So, like I was saying, so Mad Max Fury Road is an honorable mention. It's, it's unlike G, which I don't know why he feels that way. Oh, um, Very I think seven. that I think that Mad Max is. Outside of like a few movies, one of the best action movies I've ever seen. In an era where we use such practical effects, I think it does a good. I mean, where we never use practical effects, it does a great job of using practical effects. So yeah, I wanted to give it a little shout out. So Mad Max is honorable yeah, mention. And, and Jen, you're up. Here we go. The list we've all been waiting for. Dun, dun, dun. If La La Land is not on that top ten, I'm taking my. I'm taking that ring back. <laughs> no, you're not. It's never coming off my. It's going, to, it's going to go to Emma. Mail to Emma Stone. <gasps> That's a good idea. She would do that actually. Hmm. Okay, so my honorable mentions. So, okay, so with this whole list, I'll preface this. So I I wouldn't really say I have a lot of these films where I can watch them over and over and over again just yet, the same way I feel about the films of, like, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. Like, those are films I could watch over and over and over again. I feel like these, I'll maybe be able to do that in, like, another 10 or 20 years, only just because, like, over time, you know? So these were all more films that, like, left more of an impact um for me or like that i just really liked out of the year and okay. stuff so let's get to like, it favorite favorite anyway okay honorable mentions the conjuring uh kingsman the fault in our stars um so there are a lot of these movies that i felt like some of them they were adapted from books and i thought they did a really good um adaptation to the movie from the book uh so the fall in our stars is in that extremely loud and incredibly close yeah it's, that, got, that got nominated for Best Picture. It's, yeah, it did. It's a good movie, and it fits the book really well, but it's very depressing. That's kind of a movie for me that I can watch once, and I'm good. 
Like, it's just really heavy. The book is heavy, too. Um, Gone Girl, Friends with Benefits with JT. Oh, I like the benefits. Oh, my God, I, I like that movie. I love I that remember. movie. Yeah, I like funny. that movie. It's better than No Strings Attached. Oh, it's definitely better than No Strings. Yeah, with Mila Kunis. Like, they were so good in it. And, yeah, No Strings Attached came out around the same time with Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher, and it was not as No love for In Time? No. Uh, In Time is low-key okay. Yeah, I like In Time. Yeah, that was okay. It Um, it wasn't bad. Scream 4. Oh, yeah, good good for that. That's good. Water for (laughs) Elephants. X-Men First Class. What is Water for Elephants? It's a with... <laughs> documentary. It's a book. It's a... So it's a book. It actually has a Reese Witherspoon and Robert Pattinson. Oh, that circus movie. It's, like... <laughs> it's a way. It's a way better book. It's not just about the circus. What is um, I so forgot. It's... I was like, oh, I That's just saw funny. the poster in my head when you were like, movie. Reese Witherspoon. I was like, oh, it's a circus movie. <laughs> uh, okay. Brooklyn, another good book adaptation. No, Brooklyn was very good. I saw that one. Uh, the Great Gatsby. I gotta have Leo on this list. Man, uh, The Great Gatsby is good. You gotta stop. It me. is good. I mean, you definitely have to like Baz I got Leo on my list, but I don't have The Great Gatsby. But it fully, it actually fully good. describes the relationship between Tobey Maguire and Leonardo DiCaprio. I think. <laughs> Tobey oh, Maguire looks to him. Yeah. Uh, the Nice Guys. That was a good movie. Nice Guys was solid. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. High five. Uh, so, I kind of forgot about Star Wars Force Awakens. Until G, I think it was G that said it. Or, yeah, said you it all suck. Or you all, kind all of, three of you suck. So that's an honorable mention. All three of you suck. And then Baby Driver because I forgot and I really liked Baby Driver. Man, all you guys suck. Also, a lot of these are attributed to like soundtracks. Like a lot of these have like really good music in them. So yeah. All right. Why do we suck, by the way? Because Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Because we have solid, a different though. opinion. Don't you solid dare 7. say Solid 5. Seven. Seven point five. Seven point five. Wait, that, that's your honorable mentions. Yeah, that's it. Mm, I, didn't, I, I, I did not hear La La Land. Good. No, no, that, that could be either good or really that bad. That is true. I'm keeping, that is I'm true. Keeping that really good or really bad. We all remember, we all go back to the first episode of like our decades when she left out The Godfather. <laughs> she forgot Mother's Day. <laughs> no. Right. I actually like Valentine's Day better, but I don't know if that's 2010s. Probably not. I actually liked, I didn't mind Valentine's Day. It was all right. Yeah, I like it's Valentine's Day way better. How many of those are there? There's three. There's New Year's Eve as well, which is not good. I'm sure Gary would have done a few more. Father's Day. R.I.P. Father Boxing Day. Thanksgiving Day. He probably would have. Shout out to Canada. Canada. Maybe. All right. So I'll kick this off with my tie for number 10. Uh, My favorite film of 2011 and my favorite film of 2012. Drive and the Perks of Being a Wallflower. Lou, you need to watch The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah, I do. I mean, you kind of tear up. Yeah, you'll tear up. It's very very sad. Um, Yeah. But uplifting at the same time. Yeah, it's a good coming. I think it's one of my favorite coming of age stories. Okay. Um, There's certain. Jen will like this one. It was the first time I was ever exposed to a live cast of the live cast performance of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. If you guys remember that from the movie. Oh, it's in the movie, yeah. So that's what got my interest, which led for me to get more involved in looking to see it, which led to our first date, and here we are now. Oh, this is a monumental movie for you guys. Well, she's never seen it with me, so no, but I had seen it well, way in, before. Know, so yeah, I think the movie's. Extre- I had seen it like I think many, it, many it's many extremely well made, and Jen's probably gonna make this point later because I think it's on her guys, list. We need, to, we need is... to come up with a couple's name for them. Yeah, it's, not, it's on my list too. We probably will talk. No, about No, but one. you know how we had like benefit. We need to come up with a couple's name for them. We'll we'll get the, we'll get to that eventually. Jen? Yeah. 
no. day, day before. Um, so yeah, I don't want to get too much into it because I think Jeez. it's not, it's it's Jeez. more. It's I love how I'm like. I always get interrupted on my goddamn list. <laughs> Jay, Jay was funny. That was funny, Sorry, Jay. Anyways. Go ahead. Go ahead. Perks will be the wildflower. So, yeah, I won't talk too much more about it because I know it's more on uh, it's higher on G's and Jen's list. But Drive is good. Drive, I think, is Baby Driver is what everyone thought Drive was going to be. Mm-hmm. But I actually love the noir feel to, to Drive. And shout out to, like, a baby Oscar Isaac in this. I don't know. If you've never seen Drive. Luke? I've seen Drive. So honorable. I think it's it's well extremely well made. The score to that and the soundtrack to that film is fantastic. And out, shout out to Albert Brooks, who low key got an Oscar nomination for this film. I yeah, I believe. Yeah, he did. So it's extremely well made. Ryan Gosling is fantastic in it, and the fact that he really doesn't say much throughout the entire movie is really good as well. Yeah, that added it, a lot to his character. All right. The only thing this movie was missing was Emma Stone, in your opinion. Yeah, we had Carrie Mulligan though. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, uh. Carrie Mulligan was good in it. Was, she was, was fine. God damn it! Emma Stone would have done better. There you go. She would not fit. The- <laughs> she, can't be- <laughs> she can't be in everything. I know, yeah, I know. That's true. They can't but anyone that like that has seen Baby Driver that hasn't seen Drive, give it a shot. I mean, it's a noir. It's a little bit different, but it kind of has like the the, <clears throat> the main protagonist kind of has the same mindset as like you know what he's doing. And yep, that's my number tie for my number ten. Driving the first of being a wallflower. All right, Lou. All right, my number ten. I'm 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 gonna be the first one to break the Leo cherry, surprisingly, before Jen. And my wolf. number ten is the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Cheer, yeah. yeah. I love the Wolf of Wall Street. The Wolf of Wall Street was a great movie. And it was long as shit and didn't feel long, which I liked about it. It's exactly three hours and did not feel like it at all. I wanted it didn't long. That was the thing I noticed about it that it didn't so long. Yeah. That, it had a great cast, great story, and like, a couple Unlike of hilarious moments. And, and, and it has Jonah Hill's dick. And it has Jonah Hill's dick, which Jen was very excited about. When? When was I <laughs> excited <laughs> about this? <laughs> and it gave us Margot Robbie, which <laughs> is awesome. It gave us Margot Robbie, yeah. That scene in the in the nursery is classic. It is. With Margot and Leo in the nursery. I know you're. What, what, I was looking what, at Leo, but of course you. Were. I was. I think we we're all looking at Margo. Yeah. I would hope so. Apparently, yeah, it kind of like didn't so. get along. There, like the, the audition didn't seem like they got along when she auditioned for the part. But I guess that's what he liked. That she was very antagonistic with him, and it ended up working. Oh, interesting. Of course, they ended up getting along when they made the movie. But it was one of those things where it was like, it's funny, like how certain people didn't get along. Like, I, like Ryan Gosling and Rich McAdams did not get along when they made the Notebook. Even though they got together afterwards, yeah. They but I did. guess while filming it, they did not get along at all. And like, it's just funny how like chemistry works out on screen. I guess like not liking each other can sometimes turn into fire. I agree. <laughs> it's yeah. actually my favorite Leo performance too. It's yeah, it's up there. Uh, my, my favorite scene was the Quaalude scene. That's that was what that's like it. a lot of people's favorite yeah. scene. Like, that, that's what brought it over to my top ten. With that, so that funny. Scene. He did. A, they both did a good job. Him and Joe. Probably to your top ten was the Quaaludes. <laughs> That's what made it. He's like, I had, I had <laughs> so shout many. Out, shout out to I had, he's like, Lou's like, I had so many nights like that. No, I didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's not spread that rumor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wolf of Wall Street's lose number ten. G. No, is it Gen? Isn't it Jen? Oh, oh, we're it leaving it? her for last okay. every time. G, y'all, you're not, a, you're not, a, you're not off the hook this week. He usually uses her as a cushion. I know. All right, so my number ten, oh, I actually no. put Deadpool at number ten. Wow, I guess. Uh, uh, the reason is, I think I'm more into the whole like 
what the struggle of that getting made how like no one really had a ton of faith in it the studio didn't have a ton of faith in it because they gave it a very modest like 50 million dollar budget for that kind of movie it's pretty modest um and for it to come out the way it did and just be a completely different kind of comic book movie very irreverent kind of pokes fun at itself like there wasn't i mean there wasn't really a lot like that before it and i just think it's very original and entertaining and you know, it kind of set the tone of like what you can do with uh, R rating for a comic book movie. Like you can kind of like go to places that you can't really go to if it's PG thirteen. I think that in a different way, I think Logan kind of did that as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, using its rating to his advantage. And I think if Deadpool hadn't been successful, then you wouldn't have had an opportunity to do that with Logan. I think Deadpool kind of led the way of like what you can kind of do with the material if you are able to go like kind of balls to the wall with it like you're gonna just like go like we're gonna like do everything we can to make this as like fresh and off the wall and a little uncensored it's not gonna be like you know the typical comic movie and i think that's why i i continue to enjoy it like i watched it again recently and it's it's still just fun and entertaining and you know right, it was very, very well made um, and shout out to ryan reynolds ryan reynolds you know also you know for a part that he kind of started in a really bad that yeah. X-Men Origins that movie. Bad movie. You love it. That was and, like, he kind of took that and was able to be like, oh, I'm going to ride with this until we get this made. I think I, I, I just like the just the, how it was put together, I think, kind of makes me appreciate it more. Awesome. Like, there was a lot of heart put into it. And I think it kind of set the standard of where um, Fox is going to release its comic book films now. Because yeah. that February uh, date has worked two years in a row. Yeah. Has. So that's a good that's a good thing for them. I, I love the movie. The only reason it didn't make my top ten is that I thought it was a little too short. I thought it was like good. It, it goes by no. For me, it goes by really quickly. All right, my number nine is the movie that makes you, all you guys Wait, suck. Well, oh, Jen shit, go. I forgot Jen about go. Jen. Hey. Her list is not counting this week. Apparently, is this what happens when we become engaged? You forget about me. Man, why you throw me under the bus like really that on, on a podcast? Because <laughs> you blatantly was like, yeah, my number nine. I'm like, number damn. <laughs> All right. I don't got to be a part of this right now. No, no, go ahead. All right. What's the number 10? My number 10 is Boyhood. Mother okay. of God. Mother of God, nothing. Um, everybody everybody got to watch this movie. You haven't seen Boyhood, Luke? I haven't right, seen Boyhood. That's I can, I it can... takes you as long as they did, I mean, like, how long it took them to make it. Shut up. No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> No, no I thought it. No, it's it's good, but it's a long movie. Well, it's definitely not a movie you're gonna watch like over and over and over and over again. Although the, I will say the length is like it's a little over what two hours, two hours forty minutes, so almost three. But yeah. um, it's I'm just so impressed. I'm impressed at how he, um, you know, just was able to take it. He filmed it for over twelve years. You see the progression as of the kid actors. You see Ethan Hawke, Patricia Arquette. You see how they age along, how the narrative just keeps changing and growing with them and how they just were able to incorporate even like the actors real lives into the script. Um, His daughter is the girl in the movie, also um, the main character's sister. So overall, just the feat of filming it. And I felt like everything still connected really well when you're watching the film. Um, and it is, it's, it's a coming of age movie. And I think it's just, it's impressive that he was able to do, you know, just as a whole, be able to get everybody every year, even for like a few days and just film this movie and then piece it all together. 
Yeah. Um, so my number ten is Boyhood. Wait, you gotta break this down for me. They did what every year? I'll speak. I'll speak about it okay. and give you more detail later. But he filmed this movie for twelve years. What? Yeah. Sorry, right, we gotta get more, into the yeah. We'll, yeah, I'll yeah. give you more detail you about it break later. This down for me. Yeah, yeah. that's right. how long that's how long the movie is too. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> my number nine is Star Wars. Oh, the there we Force go. Awakens. How high is it gonna be? You guys all suck. <laughs> we don't. I like it way more than I guess you guys do. It's just because it's so we, we, we enjoyed it. <laughs> we enjoyed it. No, yeah, I liked it, it a fun. lot too. I, I liked I like it a lot when I first saw it, and then I kind of like. I hate. I hate that it's the same shit as a New Hope, because why well, you because you replace Ray with uh, with what Luke is? as Ray. Mm-hmm. All right, so I will counter with this: What major death? Out like the Obi Wan thing wasn't really major because he was more of a supporting character, and Force Awakens. And we can all talk about it. It's been two almost two years. When Han Solo died, that was an effective death in the film. I, think, I don't I think. think Obi-Wan I, yeah, but I saw it coming. Is the problem? Like I, I think we like, all. I mean, we all saw it coming, but I think so it didn't take it away like from that. But so that made it not as surprising for me. The fact that I was like, okay, he's about to like. Well, for me, killed. I still, I, I still think it was effective, especially as a Star Wars fan for, since I was a kid and kind of grew up with these characters, and then you have Han Solo just pass away. I mean, get killed the way he gets killed. I think it was a very effective, uh, character death in the film. And I also there's the scene, there's scenes in the movie that really stand out for me, like that one scene where Ray. Uh, uses the force to, get, to call the lightsaber, yeah. and it goes to her instead of Kylo. Yeah. I thought that was extremely effective, and um, I don't feel that it's a fucking remake of A New Hope. I it mean, pretty I, much I, has, has a lot of elements. Of it, I mean, you have to set up an, a protagonist. I mean, what else do you want to do? So we can go on and say that Episode One is the fucking yeah. It's it's the same thing as A New Hope because you're no, creating. Terrible though, like no, it's like no, 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 no. No, but like it, it it's like that's my biggest annoyance with it. Is like people's only people's gripe with it is that oh, it's the same shit as a New Hope. But I'm like, all right, because you have to develop a protagonist somehow. Well, because no, Ray, think, because Ray lives, the... because Ray lives on a sand planet. Is that what you? you no, that's you know not it. Saying? It's like it's the overall feeling of it feels like a New Hope. Like it, I mean, I, I, I understand. Like I'm not saying it as a detriment. I mean, I guess a little bit because it it doesn't feel as fresh as it can be. I think they got he played it safe, and I think he played it safe because he had to. I mean, but like it, it worked, it was entertaining, but like it still feels very safe. Like it does feel like you're watching a new hope, like a fresh version of it. But I'm not saying that it's bad. No, I I'm with you, but I also counter with when Lucasfilm and Disney have certain guidelines of what you're gonna do. Like, look at Rogue One is like pretty straightforward. There's no extra risks that were taken, and it's, it's still, a little dark. It's a little darker, though. and it's still a solid film. Yeah, I mean, outside of like that final scene where like Vader absolutely destroys everybody. Yeah, there's really nothing memorable about it, but it's still a very good film. I think there's actually memorable film, me- memorable moments in Force Awakens that we can we can talk about it. Maybe like even 10, 15 yeah, years. There's more memorable moments in Force Awakens. I feel like for me, the weakest part of that movie, and the reason it didn't make my top ten. What's Kylo Ren? Well, the unmasked Thank Kylo you. Ren. Unmasked Kylo Thank Ren. You. Ren Thank, you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. He was if a crappy there, villain. Thank you. I wouldn't say crappy villain because <laughs> I don't even think. But I don't even think he's the villain. Snoke like, is. Yeah, but he's the, the he, same way. He's like, definitely puppet. the he's definitely the puppeteer behind like, everything. But he he wasn't implemented that much. Like with Vader, moment. with Vader, Vader was still like kicking ass, yeah. and he wasn't. Like you even know you're made aware that Kylo's not completely finished his training yet. Yeah, exactly. So he's not really the 
fucking main antagonist. No, that's I just hated Snoke. how whiny he was. So like that's why. Yeah, he was very whiny. He was like Iron Fist whiny. Yeah, he was. <laughs> nah, well, Iron Fist is worse. Well, maybe a little less because he didn't. I mean, he talked, but he wasn't like. If there he is a detriment, he was there, just so yeah, he was yeah. just so emo. If like, there is a detriment to emo. that film, it is when he took his mask off. I will give you that. He should have never the, taken the, his the mask off. The absolute weakest point of the film for me was I don't know. I think he took his mask off and then he saw the lightsaber in that whole computer system. Well, that's when Ray escaped. Exactly. Yeah. Like that just made him seem so. Well, weak. he also has a short temper like, like Anakin. Exactly. So and he has he's you know he's a spawn of Vader, so he has Anakin's temper. I so see, I think I, that's he's definitely going to turn into the the good the good side. Uh, I hope not because then I, I would be is. upset. He's too weak. So to are we going to say like? You know, with the whole argument about it, like, oh, it's the same thing as a New Hope. So if Jedi, if I don't know, if they, if, if Luke reveals he's Ray's father, are we gonna say it's the same thing as Empire? Oh, well, I, they already made they yeah, already made a point to say is that they, it's their Empire Strikes Back. So <laughs> the comparison's already there. I think we gotta be, see the movie though. I mean, I I I hate these comparisons. Ray. Why does everything have to be compared to something? Why can't you look at it as an original thing though? It, it, it's I'm a new trilogy. It, I, like, it's just, like, it has it, the same, it, like, heart it reminds me. Feel, it like. reminds me in sports argument when people like to argue that, oh, it's about, like, championships. I'm like, no, it isn't. You know what I mean? Like, it's a fucking, to me, it's a fucking weak argument because there's, it's not about championships. It's about, like, accomplishments outside of it. And the movie as its own stands at, it stands at its own. Like, you, you still, Force Awakens still develop new characters. You still had to give a shit about Rey. You still had to give a shit about BB-8, which I think BB-8 is adorable. You still got your your nostalgia with Han and Leia and R2-D2 and Luke for 32 seconds. But, like, you still got the nostalgia of it, and you still it's, created it, new characters. It just still has, like, the ebb and flow of A New Hope. I mean, I, I think that's, like... But I, every Star Wars saying, film has the same flow in it, retrospect. Like, it's, 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 like, it's almost like watching, like... like uh, it's probably not the best comparison, but, like, the new Star Trek movies feel like their own beasts. They don't feel like they're copying a lot. Like the latest one, the latest one feels more like a TV, like an episode of the show, which I still like the new movie. But even like the first two felt like their own like beats. They were their own thing. It didn't feel like it was like, like, oh, like, like playing homage to like what came before it. I mean, they did like it in little ways, but it felt like its own thing. But you didn't have a, but you didn't have a juggernaut like Disney and Lucasfilm either behind it. But I, I, I'm not saying it as a detriment to Force Awakens, like, but that was the first thing I, like, and I know a lot of people when like, we all saw it, like, because initially when I saw it, I thought it was great, and I think I was just, like, just happy that it was better than the prequels that we got. Yeah, but then thankfully. people started picking apart certain things about it, and I was like, oh yeah, that's true, that's true, and that kind of dulled my, like, excitement. I still liked it, but the one thing that everyone said when we saw it was like, oh, it feels like, it feels like a loose remake of A New Hope. Like, that's what it felt like. Like, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, A New Hope is good, so, like, it's great. But it just doesn't feel like its own... It, it didn't have its own identity, in my opinion. It felt very safe, and, like, it didn't really, you know... But that's just me. I feel like they should have... I feel like they had to go safe for, for that one. Especially since, I know, I think they had just to. Because I mean, there was a lot, there was a lot on the line. Yeah, just because of the prequel, I like it, it even was in a smart safe, move. Even if it, you know, quote-unquote, did take the safe route, it still did a great job of developing certain characters. Yeah. And I mean, it's still like that yeah. moment when you see that Millennium Falcon for the first time after yeah. all these years. You still, I marked out. Yeah. I, you know, I, I got chills when I first saw that. And even that, like I was saying, that moment where Ray got the lightsaber for the first time, and yeah. she's like developing the force. And like, she got her. I mean, Poe, not Poe. Um, Finn got his ass kicked too. So it's not like, yeah, you know, 
people were like, oh, he has a lightsaber. He shouldn't have a lightsaber. I'm like, no, he got his fucking ass kicked. Oh, that was like the big debate when we first saw it. Like, <laughs> that was like the biggest co- concern for everyone when we first saw it. Because, yeah, I saw that and I'm like, all right, he shouldn't know how to use it. And he, anyone can swing a sword. You just don't do it well. So yeah. he didn't do it well and Kylo Ren kicked his ass. So, I mean, I can't wait till Last Jedi. I don't, I personally think it's going to have, if it's the same people that are going to say it's Empire Strikes Back. It may have a dark tone like Empire Strikes Back, but as long as it doesn't follow the same beats as Empire Strikes Back, then whatever. We'll, you know, I'm I'm sure it's going to be great. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, mean, I think this, the last Jedi is going to be very telling of where the series is going. If it's different, yeah, it's going to go in a bad direction with Episode Nine with fucking Colin Trevorrow directing it. It's the, it's he gave finale, us Jurassic man. World. Jesus. And Jurassic World is a it's, perfect it's, example it's of finale, a solid it's six. The finale of Star Wars, man. They're oh gonna put no, 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 Jurassic World is oh, oh, that's another topic for another time. All right, uh, the, Star Wars is my number nine. All right, Lou, you're up. All right, number nine. Uh, my number nine is Guardians of the Galaxy. Eh. <laughs> no, eh. No, oh, eh. It's better uh, than the Force. Yeah, movie. I mean, we, I think we, this, <laughs> this is one of those movies we talked about endlessly. Uh, it's a nice blend of comedy, action, uh, all that magic that Marvel gives us. So it was really not that much wrong with this movie. It's like it's and it's good because I didn't see it coming. Like I had I had no I had no connection to those. I didn't know anything about them. I was I, I think my expectations were kind of low because I was like oh I don't know any, like this seems ridiculous. There's a tree and a raccoon, man. What's going to happen in this movie? Um, I kind of like I'm not comparing it to Star Wars anyway. It's not on the same level as A New Hope, but it kind of has that sense of like fun and excitement that that movie has. It's very like. I don't know. I like. I don't want to compare them because they're not on the same level. But like, the overall feeling to me is very comparable to watching Star Wars. A yeah, bit. it had a lot of Star Wars elements on it, especially the space stuff. And, and Thor is taking a lot of that too, which I'm guessing they're trying to connect the universes for Infinity Wars. But right. The 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 atmosphere that it created was different than any Marvel movie we got to that point. And like you said, we got the fresh characters that nobody was really had that much knowledge about and. They grew. We grew to like them, each one of them, in different ways, and it was a unique movie that we weren't expecting. I agree. They were uh, fun. Dave, Dave's really quiet. <laughs> Dave actually went to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gave his. That's aunt. how much he cared about the Guardians of the Galaxy. He no, gave, he cares, but he had to go to the bathroom. He gave his aunt and left. All right, Jen. How do you feel about it? Um. Well, no, I like it. I thought it was fun. I loved. For me, the highlight of the movie was Chris Pratt as Star Lord. I mean, of course it was. Of course. Uh, well, I've liked Chris Pratt since Everwood, but that's a different story. Oh, so you were in love with Chris, like fat Chris Pratt? Yeah, I liked him. Parts yeah, recreation I didn't Chris just Pratt. fall in love when with his like new bod. It was like from way back when, when he was like really young. He was kind of whiny on that show. I did really like that show. But actually, Gregory Smith, right? Is that the other guy? Uh, yeah, he's the lead, yeah. He was super whiny on that show. I think um, everybody. Yeah, even Emily started, Van you know Camp. Emily, Emily Van Camp is on that show, too. Yeah, she was. It started they a all series got their... of her. She was really whining on that a little bit. She was whining on Brothers and Sisters. Oh, I love made... Brothers and Sisters. Did you like Brothers uh, and Sisters? She, she made up for it on uh, Revenge. Revenge. She, wasn't as whiny. she wasn't as whiny. 
I did and like she has that a new show. show. She has a new show coming out too. Hopefully she won't be whining on that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I just remember her being like, I remember on Brothers and Sisters being like, oh God, why are you so annoying? You're, you're adorable, but you're so annoying. Yeah, she was pretty. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You, you know, you're a product of a really crappy affair. I understand. <laughs> I think yeah. the moral of the story is this podcast does not support whiny people. Yeah. Well, it's not that. It's just you know sometimes until she goes to revenge. People get whiny. <laughs> but no, I did. I like Chris Pratt. He so was Chris... just he had a lot of charisma in it as Star Lord, and yeah, that's he thing. He kind of showed that he could be a leading dude. Yeah. Leading no, absolutely. That, yeah. And I mean, the only so Jurassic, Jurassic World, World came out after this so yeah. that i think you know guardians helped him get that role yeah. and now like look at him he's got two and then he's gonna be in other you know it's just it cost it him his marriage yeah well, it cost him know. his marriage you don't know that you don't yes, know it why did. you know but you don't know why they were married she was that. a lot bigger than he was back then and then oh, oh that's not, i don't no, think that's, that's why that's no that's not no there's more to it and no, it's, he, not, it's not. She uh, wants. Thing. She he wants got to. Busier. He got busier, and she wants to like pretty much. Wait, like, what are we talking about? Like when we get bigger, Anna Faris and Chris Pratt. Oh, you bigger, like. Like she. No, he, he, got, got, he lost <laughs> mad weight. No, so. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he got bigger, like, in Hollywood, and oh, he's busier. Anna Faris, get over it. You were the. You were the. What if she wanted to like start have more kids and stuff? No, I actually yeah. don't know why they broke up exactly. No, that's who, who like who told her to be the house bunny. Like, she, like when they got together, I'm like she like was the name, right? She like every, I mean, people knew who he was, but like she was the name. And then like after Guardians of the Galaxy, he blew up and he became more in demand. He's doing more movies. He's traveling a lot, and that's not the kind of like I guess you know she's on a sitcom and sitcom schedule is a little bit more flexible if you want to like raise a family, and like yeah. he's. Like you know, I don't think she expects him to like turn down this stuff because he's kind of like hit his stride. But it uh, that's like the big rumor that that's what affected their marriage. Apparently, it wasn't like anything horrible. They still like like care about each other. And oh, okay, like that. that's different. But also, I mean, their son Jack was born. He had a like a few um, issues. Yeah, he was right. Born premature, and then there was something else, and and so that I think probably took its own toll there too. Um, but they're all, you know, they're definitely solid for, especially for him. I mean, He's I so still cute. believe that love is dead afterwards. But... Yeah, I really didn't see that coming. I don't know. They were just like, even in videos, but again, like you don't really know what goes on. So, um, but who knows? It's not, they haven't signed the divorce papers yet. You never know. Yeah. They're only separated. So. Yeah. It could, it could, people reckon. Look it out. Look it out, people, man. Let, let the man chase his dreams. Cause we only have Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell. Like, I mean, like that, they're like my last hope. And, oh, they work, and then like they work so well together, but you know he yeah. like totally dumped her for a while too, which is kind of yeah. Stupid. No, I read that article; it was pretty interesting. <laughs> I mean, he has his own stuff too, um, his own issues with like alcohol and drugs and you right, know, right. His own path. Yeah, we and got we got them, and then we have that low key Jamie Foxx Katie Holmes relationship, which I also love. <laughs> yeah, he was at the fight yesterday with Olivia Munn. Actually, I know that they're friends. Oh, oh stay away Olivia from Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. What's with the hatred of Olivia Munn? He hates her. Why? Because she dated she Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. No, no, I know, she's Dave, hot, but she's poison, dude. Dave <laughs> poison. She's hot too. Poison. Oh, no, that's really his type. Poison. Oh, but shout out to her for like looking Look, I'm like very, Psylocke. I'm like, very big on like <laughs> Jinx. I'm very, you know how all sports fans and are superstitious. Like yeah, and like remember when Ara was dating? Uh, oh my God, was it Kate? Uh, Kate, uh, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Oh, we won the World Series. Katie Holmes. I was like, what? We won the The Yankees won the World Series. He dumps her the next year, and he's back to sucking in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers starts dating her around 2015 when the 
when they go to the NFC Championship against Seattle and blow that lead. Uh huh. That's Juju right there. That's bad. And juju. then and then he dumps her and then good and he's good to go this season. So fuck well, him. Well, alleged, well, we allegedly, don't know who dumped who. Allegedly, she was the cause of like the rift between him and some of his family. That uh, like there there's like that there and apparently she allegedly again. It's kind of a bitch. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. And I love how, like, through the last, like, three years, people. Jen keeps defending her. And I'm like, no, she's the problem. No, she's fine. Like, she's cute. No, she's like, very, was... she's a very, she's very easy on the eyes, You I know what, say. it kind of reminds me of Mika Kelly. Like, just kind of there. Like, you're hot, but you, there. like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know I, what she does. What's your function? <laughs> Like, she you're was, in stuff uh, sometimes. She was Slingblade or whatever her name was on uh, X-Men Apocalypse. What the hell was her name? Oh, she was not Slingblade. Psylocke? Psy- 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 <laughs> I was like, who's Slingblade? Like, I was like, whatever the fuck her name was. I was like, going back to the Billy Bob Thornton movie. I was like, what? She was on, um, what's that show that was on? I think it was like Showtime or HBO. Uh, newsroom? Was it Newsroom, newsroom. or something? Yeah. Yeah, she was on that. Yeah, she was. She's she was actually on that. a lot of stuff. She's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. She no. was actually not a. I mean, I won't say she was like the definitive Psylocke, but she looked the part. She looked really good. No, I think she did really good as a role. But I think it's crazy, 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 crazy that she turned down the female role in Deadpool to do X Men because she didn't like the way the female character was represented in Deadpool, even though that character has a little bit more depth than what she got to play in X Men. Yeah. Apocalypse. I don't get her reasoning at all. Well, better role for Morena. Well, yeah. All right. Oh, she, she definitely needed it because uh, she's a hot, hot mess annoying on Gotham. So, Lou, so number nine was Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Lou's number she's nine so was Guardians. G, what's your number nine? Man, I'm about to get shit on so Here hard. Here we go. I, I know, I'm so nervous. It was a team movie. Uh, no, it is kind of a team movie, but it's like an R-rated one. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm throwing out Spring Breakers at number nine real quick. Ooh, you yeah. Mean, I guess I can I see that from you. Riff, riff yeah, yeah, makes yeah, an appearance. Thank you. Oh, I just heard like the huff. Well, like a mad huff on the it, other line. Did you see it or <laughs> no? James, you didn't see James, it. Yeah, James Franco was riff raff. Meh. So yeah. like I, I mean, I'm glad that June said that she could see that for me because like it's a, it's I, I just like the style of the movie a lot. Like I just watched the Rules of Attraction for the first time in forever, and it reminds me of that. It's very like off the wall and not like, you know, it's different, and I appreciate it, it for being. Different. I appreciate it for being different. It kind of it sucks you into the world that they created. I I I know people that love it and people that hate it. There's no one like in between on it. And I do like, like rules I, of attraction, but it's definitely like these people are awful people. Yeah, there's no likable characters. Like uh, they're like terrible people. And then there it is a movie about terrible people. Uh, and like Spring Breakers, other than Selena Gomez, who like probably is the likable one of the bunch. Uh, there aren't. It is a movie about terrible people, and you have to be okay to watching a movie where you're not going to really enjoy being in their company for an hour and a half but like it kind of sucks you in. it's like it feels like a drug watching it like it sucks you in in that way a little bit well you get and to kind of be like kind of snarky with them or almost like you're watching it and you're like oh yeah right and, uh and you know it got good reviews when it came out uh it wasn't trashed on by critics critics actually liked it a lot uh Harmony i'm just trying did to kids right yeah he yeah and like it's the same vibe too. I mean, I guess if you liked that, then you'll probably like Spring Breakers. But another damn. Leo connection. Harmony is actually supposedly a member of the Pussy Posse. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We are current segment on this podcast, the Pussy Posse <laughs> update. <laughs> and I also thought the, the the girls in the movie 
Um, who was who, it again? It was um, Vanessa, Vanessa Hutchins. Vanessa Hutchins. Vanessa Hutchins. Ashley Benson. And then uh, the other chick is married to Harmony. I forget her name. I'm blanking on it. Uh, but they were all very good in parts. Like, they had never really played anything like that before. They were all kind of known for being, like, goody two-shoes a little bit. And they got to kind of throw that out the window and actually be good. I mean, Selena Gomez's character kind of, like, departs before real shit goes down. And the other girls kind of do most of the... The bad stuff. The, the debauchery, yeah. But, like, it's still, it's, I don't know. It's it's a fucked up movie, but I enjoy it a lot. I get a lot of crap for saying I love it. But I I, I just like the style, and I get sucked into movies like that. But, yeah. And Dave's still quiet. He's very quiet. <laughs> why? Okay, why are you, did you see it? I saw it, like, once. And you didn't like it? Mm, not really. What did you like about it? It wasn't good. That was a very, <laughs> that was a very Oprah-esque question. I don't know. I that was a really solid review. <laughs> well just watching it once i mean I, I don't remember enough to even like it was just like one of those forgetful things Maybe i watched you gotta once. watch it again to see have you seen the rules of attraction uh-uh no oh yeah i love that movie you should see that. that has a good cast too actually yeah it, uh, very much a, it's very much a time capsule kind of movie i feel like all those people were like very popular back Even then. like James Vanderbeek is in the movie and it's a role that was like completely like a 180 from Dawson Leary. Like he... Right. So do you know about the Rules of Attraction like the book? So isn't um isn't the book Brett Easton Ellis? Yeah, so the who guy who wrote American, American Psycho. Psycho hmm. Uh the and less guy than Zero. Sean, yeah, the guy Sean Bateman in the Rules of Attraction is Patrick Bateman's younger brother. So there's like that connection know. too. So it's a uh, yeah, it's a really interesting movie. I, also, it's a movie that's not for everyone. There's a lot of those movies that people either really love or they really hate. See, I um, really I saw like it back Less Than it... Zero. And that's with, like, a young, very young RDJ, uh, Andrew McCarthy, and Jamie Gertz. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Gertz, yeah. It's a really good... I mean, I, okay, it's not, like, an Oscar movie, but I actually really like it. And I think, like, I think it hits really close to home for RDJ with the drug ad- drug addiction and drug abuse and, yeah, yeah. and everything. I mean, he he's in that and it's like you know you you know his history so you're like oh he was definitely there's some real life here um and i really like i mean i just like and that's kind of a fucked up story too yeah very much if you remember the movie well i didn't get to read the book but i hear it follows decently enough with the book. right yeah um but yeah it's it's kind of along that line it's somewhat intense with certain things i i i tend to like movies like, even though, like, I love watching a movie where, like, I need to identify with someone and I need to like them, but sometimes I do like watching movies about fucked up people. Like, it's interesting to watch. I mean, I mean, I don't have to, like, like everyone. Like, some there are certain movies that are made where you're gonna, you know right away, like, I'm not gonna like anyone here, but it's a very interesting ride to be on at the same time. Well, you sort of get to live somewhat vicariously through them. And you're yeah. kind of like, well, I know that I'm not really that much of a bitch in real life, but, like, Maybe I feel like being bitchy today, so I'm gonna put in this movie, and I get to be like, sort of drawn out for like a couple hours, and be I like, mean, in they, that world. "It's Spring Breakers. They rob a diner to fund their trip. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, hilarious. Watch out, diners in L.A. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's just hilarious. I don't know. It's ridiculous, but it's so it's good. I don't know. I like. I actually like James Franco in it. I, I know we made a reference to the whole like riffraff thing, which he, he said that he wasn't copying him, but it's very. Clear yeah, that he, very yeah, there were lawsuits. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just like it's a really off the wall James Franco performance, but it's good. I like it. But he has so many of those, and I mean, he's gonna have another one now with the artist. Yeah, the artist? yeah, disaster no, artist. Disaster artist. Disaster. Not yeah. the artist. 
<laughs> yeah, the silent the, film. The, 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 <laughs> not the silent film. The furthest thing from. But the disaster artist. Yeah, he's going to like fully Tell me a Paul Lisa. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I think we need to do like a real commentary for oh, the room. Been hard, I've been saying that. I know. Dave's but now been we got to no. really. We have to. For anyone that hasn't you actually gotten get a chance. It oh, it's hilarious. I could Lewis wrote a bad, hilarious. an ode to bad reel No, I, on I read it. Uh, I don't know if I could get through it. No, it, it's literally like you'll laugh the whole movie. Like how I feel bad like it is. we just have to do it so we can we like do. watch it and just be like. With well, I have to rewatch. Open. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, not on you. Definitely need the definitely need the audio on to enjoy it. Yeah. Just because, like, it seems like it's just gonna be crazy. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jen, you're up. Oh me. Um, it's my number nine. Let's see. What did I put? Oh, uh, ten Cloverfield Lane. Ooh, okay. that's a really Man, that's inspired a choice. I, I should have should have put that as an honorable. So I just do, yeah. Um, we saw this in theaters, so really I've only seen it once, but like it was so good. It was. And I mean, I saw like I said before it, I saw Cloverfield, and that was okay. Oh really? That's crazy. That was like all right, right? Well, because oh, it was, like, it was kind of right. like what? well, it, oh. was, it wasn't bad, but it was like it was kind of like okay, they're at this point, you know, you know the movie, so. Uh, for this one, because, you know, they kept saying, oh, it's going to kind of be somewhat in that same, like, universe, per se. Um, so I was just like, it was, the writing was so good. I mean, it kind of just really reminded me of, like, old school science fiction writers, like mm -hmm. Ray Bradbury, like, you know, just all these different, even, like, somewhat Twilight Zone-ish with Rod Serling, like, just this, like, John Goodman was phenomenal in this movie. He was, As like, always. The, you know what? There the, was like early talk when that movie came out that he should have Oscar nomination. I it was wish. so early in the year that it wasn't going to happen, but he oh, was very. He deserved it. Like he should have, if he got nominated, I would have even been totally up for him winning. I mean, he was so great in this movie. And like the narrative, everybody just like you're watching this movie and you feel the intensity and they're just like locked in in this like, uh, I guess it was a shelter or basement shelter or whatever. And like you're just yeah, it's you feel it. You feel the intensity. Yeah. You feel like her trying to get out. You know, her being like, no, there's nothing out there. Um, it's sort of like all very mental. These like mind games, and you're like, who do you believe? Like, Oof. what do you do? I can't take that Oscar away from Mahershala. I just looked up who. Oh, won. is that who it yeah. would have been? I can't take uh, that away from him. Well, I don't know. Then it's just it's so close. But he was he was great. So I did. That was definitely his best performance since Fred Flintstone. That, so. that movie did a good job of like uh, being like, okay, is there something really out there, or is he just crazy and this is all in his head? Right. Because he, at he, first you're yeah. like, it's you <laughs> yeah. know, you're like, oh, there must be something out there. So you're thinking, and then you're thinking like, whatever. But he was his timing with his del his line delivery, the camera work, like everything in that movie was like, I think. Perfect. Now, I wouldn't really were you change still, anything. Were you still all in once she got out? Like I like I I love the movie a lot, but I like it more when they're kind of confined in that yeah, space. I agree. And then they have to like connect it to Cloverfield a little bit more with the last shot. Which I don't there still confused me as the the connection there. Like people are saying like it's not connected cuz those creatures there's like no explanation as to why they're there. Maybe they evolved, I don't know. Are they making another one? <laughs> yeah, they're making I think another they're, one. I think that's the plan. Um, I mean, I definitely think like the best scenes were when they were all like enclosed together for right. sure. And then they go out and she's like running, and then I think there's a part where she's in the car, and yeah. then it like goes, and he goes up out in the, the air. worst way too. 
Um, so that I, mean, I think they connected everything pretty well. How do you keep movies like that a secret? Because I don't even remember hearing anything about it no. until they aired the TV yeah, spot. They randomly, the tr- they randomly. It was like during the Super Bowl that TV spot came out, and I was like, oh. They're making another one. Well, they definitely probably named it something else beforehand. Now I can't remember. What yeah, well, they yeah, probably something. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, "Oh my god, they're making another Cloverfield!" And but then... I was, I was so impressed, like with the writing. Like I remember the first trailer, like the trailer for Cloverfield, which was That's attached to Transformers. Transformers, yes. And, and, it... and I was like, "What did I just see? Yeah, I, I don't know what this is, but I need to know, and I need to see it now." It was super <laughs> mysterious. That was like probably one of my favorite like um, campaigns for a movie. That's when, when, like, that's when it was like you would go online and like go on like message boards, be like, wait, wait, what is this movie about? Yeah, Everyone had their it? own idea yeah. of like what it was, people and we were people, all wrong. People had drawing, <laughs> drawings of what the monster could be. I even think Cloverfield yeah. was a little too jumpy for me, like with the camera. It was just like, oh, oh, jumpy. 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 I know. If you're that that was kind of like, oh, yeah, you have a handheld camera. I know. Be jumpy. I know, but you know, I don't know. What's his name? What's his name? T.J. Miller's in that. T.J. Yeah. Miller, yeah, he was the camera guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was. That's he was right. holding the camera the whole time. Yep. My friend hates all those characters, though. My friend does, like, likes the movie, but he's like, I hate all of them. I'm, like, happy when they, like, if they all died, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, the one that hurt. <laughs> like, the all one that, like, exploded. <laughs> the one that, like, exploded in the... The oh, the chick from Mean Girls? Yeah, she was the chick Mean Girls exploded. Yeah. She was my character in Cloverfield. And then she just died. yeah, I do like Lizzie Cuffman. Yeah, she... He was the one that exploded. And that Easter but egg. But he was the he... one that was telling him not, not to go back for the girlfriend. Like, I wouldn't have gone back for it. Sorry. And then the <laughs> Easter egg that at the end of the movie, when they when they, they both drop. die and they drop into the oh, water. Oh, the thing drops in the water? Yeah. Yeah. Which they still have not capitalized on that. So. <laughs> Lewis needs answers. Number <laughs> I, I, that, <laughs> that's the one thing I need. I need answers, man. JJ, yeah. I need answers. Well, he didn't direct any of those. Well, he has the answers. He produced, <laughs> he produced it. Am I the only one that thinks the end of Cloverfield is like really What's sad? Next? Like surprisingly, like I felt for them a little bit, even though I mean, like, like when it goes from them dying together and they just cut to the footage of like happier times of them, like where are they at, like uh, a fair or something. I forgot where they're at, but it's like uh, it ends with them saying like I had like a pretty like a pretty good, good day. day, yeah. And it's like it's something about that. I was just like, oh, that's so like it made it. All the more real, even though you know you're not watching a real movie and you're supposed to think it is. Yeah, but like it, it made it all the more real for me watching that part. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on to my number eight, we are going with Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Ah, that's kind of low. I thought it was gonna be higher. Yeah, there was a few things I uh, had to move around. Um, but yeah, no, it's my it's my favorite Harry Potter out of all of them. It's crazy. Like they're all to me. It's I know you don't like the first two, but um, no, I think uh, yeah. So to me, I, I think <laughs> I think they're all is it hot garbage? Or? I, I think they're all sufficiently good. Um, but this one just captures the emotion of everything that's going on. It captures the situation so well. It sucks that Deathly Hallows Part One is so slow, <laughs> even though it's still you know it's still solid. But I think it really doesn't. I don't really think anything happens except that sword. I don't know if you guys remember yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but this one, just you, it's all out balls to the wall right from the beginning. You have like the Battle of Hogwarts, and like, you have uh, all these. And then when the Weasley brothers die, I thought that was a very emotional one. One of the twin. Did they both die, G, or was it just one it of them? One of them. One of them. Yeah. So when one, when that one dies, it was pretty emotional. And then, um, how long did it take you guys to realize that Harry was a Horcrux all along? When they said it. So that's, <laughs> you really didn't think he was a horror crux? Yeah, I, so didn't, I didn't see that coming. So we have a friend of ours that reads uh, Kevin. Uh, he's 
he very into Harry Potter. And I told, I asked him like before the movie came out, before the first one came out, I'm like, is Harry a Horcrux? He wouldn't say anything because it just made sense that it would all come down to Harry dying, yeah. and he sacrifices himself. And I think the final battle with them at Hogwarts is great. And then, um. I guess the only th- complaint I would have with that movie is the aging of them at the end after the in the epilogue. Yeah, they look weird. They look no, they ex- look really weird. They yeah. look really weird. That shit was terrible. And then the whole Draco and his mother thing. I never got that. Like, how does she know that Harry's still alive? I don't know if you remember oh, that scene. Because she pick- she's the one that goes to him after he Voldemort kills him, and um, she asks him if he's. She's like Draco. Is he still alive? I I never got that connection at all. Yeah, I don't know. So um, no, yeah, Harry Potter is that's my favorite Harry Potter. It c- kind of concludes the franchise perfectly, and we're getting a new movie anyway. So yeah, it was a, no, it was a great conclusion. Uh, we'll see how the new movie yeah, goes. Yeah, we're they're go, they're gonna do it. They're moving to our Broadway. They were in in London. The show is is moving to Broadway here in New York, and then I believe it's gonna be a movie as well. What's it called? The something the curse something. Harry um, Potter and the Curse of Something, something yeah. So it's pretty much Harry's son at, at uh, Hogwarts. Are we going to get like a whole other series out of this? Uh, it's only one book. So isn't, fan, isn't Fantastic Beasts like a spinoff? Prequel. Of, I saw that yesterday, prequel, actually. Prequel? What do you think? I li- no, I saw it in theater and I saw it again yesterday. It's great. It's a solid movie. It's good. And um, do you think Voldemort is like... Well, I think we've discussed it in our villains episode. He's one of the best villains. Yeah. I've ever seen on film. He made so. an appearance in that Lego Batman movie. Oh yes, that was funny. So yeah, my number eight is Harry Potter. Lou, uh, my number eight is Room, not the Room, Room. Wow, I'm surprised that's on your list. Yeah, it's uh, a good movie. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, I'm Actually, trying it's to hard get... to it's hard to watch. It's though. a hard it's a hard watch. Like those rape scenes in yeah. the, uh, the room. It's fucking amazing in it. Yeah, no, I heard about the movie through um, my wife's family, and um, I went, they didn't tell me much about it, so I went into it not knowing much. So I'm watching it, and like as stuff is happening, I'm starting to figure stuff out. And it, I think that's like the best way to watch that movie. If anybody has not watched it, don't look up anything; just go straight into it. And the acting in that movie was phenomenal. From uh, just that Brie, Lar- Brie Lawson and the, the, Jacob Tremblay, hey, I love that, kid, that kid, kid. That kid was fantastic in that movie. Like Brie Lawson did a good job, but that kid. Amazing! That kid won award season. By the way, he was like the most adorable, adorable thing I've ever. Kid, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was just like he was just so happy to be there. And, uh, that, yeah, and, and he has a future. He is definitely like, like he, as far as like child like, actors, like that's the best I've seen in a very long time. And yeah, that just added so much layers to that movie. Yeah. What's he done since? Uh he's doing Wonder this year, so it's another Oscar movie. Okay. Was he? Was he? In he was in, yeah, he was in that garbage fucking Colin oh, Trevorrow he movie. The, he, was, he was in the the book of whatever. What's it called? The book of Henry. Oh, okay, I almost said the book of Eli, which is like totally <laughs> different. <laughs> totally oh, different. Man. That's with Denzel, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's with that Denzel. Movie and Mila like totally different movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's in that. So he's. Outside of that Trevor role, at least he's making good choices. Yeah. So, you know, I'm with you. I, no, but I, the suspense in that movie was great. Like, I you know, will say it's kind of like the the Cloverfield conversation. Mm-hmm. Once they leave the room, I Uh-oh. think the, the film drops a little bit. I I thought it I thought it did for, like, the first, like, 15 minutes when you're watching them outside of it. Yeah. And then it starts, like, you start seeing, like, how he's acting, like, trying to get just to the one that actually added, like, a little more 
to the movie for me, at least. Because you, you see how they deal with adjusting yeah, exactly. to life so outside. It's pretty interesting the way they filmed that. But yeah, the I, stuff in the room is definitely more interesting because you like, you're trying to figure it out along with them. And like one of my favorite scenes is especially when he jumps out the truck and they find him and like, you don't know what's going on with the mom basically. So they're trying to like rush back to get to the mom. You don't know if he knows where. It yeah. Is. So you don't know what like she, she, did he go back and kill her or what's going on. So that was a pretty suspenseful moment. Right there. Yeah, I thought they did a good job in a little bit of time because like there's not a ton of time once they get out. I mean, I guess they're like there's a, a bit, but like once they get out, I thought they did a a lot with a minimal amount of time exploring what it would be like psychologically once you get out of a situation like that. Exactly. I mean, like, and he, ends she... up, he ends up saying like, mom, I want to go back to room and stuff. Yeah. So. yeah. Right. Right. So like, I mean, I thought they did a really good job and I also thought they did a good job, like, especially like with her mother and stuff like that, how like other people need to adjust to like, you know, having a like, cause I've, I've seen like true life stories about people who have been in that situation where they've been held captive for a long time. And then like, they're free and like it's hard for them to adjust to because they've been so like ingrained in this kind of like mindset for like years and years and years that it's hard for them to adjust being back in the real world basically and i thought that movie did a good job of like exploring that with not a lot of time to really explore that part of it yeah like the the third third of the movie right the what yeah about the third yeah yeah Yeah, no yeah it was Pretty well, well written, and the suspense was outstanding. Yeah, when that when that movie got, because that movie like took us a tumble during Oscar season that it wasn't getting any love, and then on Oscar morning it got like picture, it got uh, uh, screenplay, it got, I think it got director as well. I mean, and we actress, knew we knew she was gonna win actress. Yeah. That was the one that I. I think she won. Did she win everything? She won everything. <laughs> she swept everything. Yeah, she swept everything. Yeah, I kind of was surprised that he didn't get a nomination because he's a kid. <laughs> I mean, kids get nominated for stuff. Yeah, I know, but it's been a while. He should have definitely got nominated, though. Wait, what was the last time? Was it Haley Joel Osment? No. no oh my God, I forgot. That, that, no, that 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 you... chick from Rail Rider. What's her name? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I f- oh uh... my God, I forget. <laughs> we're we're gonna have to like post that in the synopsis because I yeah. can't get the name of it. All yeah, right. yeah, the chick. Yeah. All right, G. That's last time. Top. You got a top room now. Go ahead. Oh, is it already my turn for eight? Shit. Well, I'm going to go with... Uh, I have Looper at number eight. Oh. I love the love for Looper. Yeah. Uh, no, I love... Uh, I, it was a movie, actually, that um, I didn't have... I didn't see it in theaters because I didn't really... I wasn't interested in it at the time. And my friend made me watch it when it came out on Blu-ray. And I fell in love with it right away. I love the story. I love uh, the performances. It, it, it actually it makes... Like, we made this comment about Bruce Willis. And He's I, good I, at it. I think it he is very good in it, and I think I kind of responded to you guys when I was like, "You don't think Bruce Willis is a good actor?" And I kind of forgot that like Bruce Willis like slums it a lot, and I didn't really realize it. It's like you can't tell which one slums it more, him or Nicolas Cage. Cage, yeah. And I think Nicolas Cage like, is a king of slumming. <laughs> like he loves Nicolas Cage loves direct to DVD movies. Like that's his shtick now. Well, him, 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 him and buy, Cuba like, extravagant, stupid things with his money. Him and Cuba Gooding Jr. are like the king of DVD shit. DVD. At least Cuba's doing shit now. Though. What is he doing? American Horror Story, and oh, he yeah, was O.J. Simpson. Or, and he was O.J. That's, no, that's what? true. That's true. My bad. My bad. <laughs> What's Cuba doing? <laughs> I was, my, my mind was on Snow Dogs. You love what is it? Snow Dogs. Snow Dogs. Isn't that that Disney movie? I think, yeah, he was like he was like a like a he was just racing around. Did with he Snow make Dogs. like some hood movie like uh, Boys in the Hood? Okay, no, he did a lot of <laughs> bad movies one. in a row. He did Snow Dogs. He did Boat Trip, Boat and then he uh, he was in Pearl Harbor, which sucked, and he was in Radio, which sucked too. And then he was in a lot of direct to. That's what I'm saying. He had like this 
like it, a, a trend with his all these. Po- his post Oscar win career was pretty awful. Yeah, it Man, wasn't I can't even go back and he... say he shouldn't have won for that that movie either. Who was he up against? I'm looking that up right now while, while you guys talk about uh. No, it was very Looper. Oh yeah, but uh, uh, look but, at this case uh, though. He had like the worst Marvel movie too. Ghost Rider was bad. I don't think it's the worst Marvel movie. What's the worst Marvel? It's, oh, we got Fan Four Stick. And those like garbage, like Fantastic Four, and then from the now Ghost Rider. Wait, wait, wait! The original before. Fantastic Four is better than Ghost Rider. No, I'm yeah, talking about no, the ones. Is. There was a there was a Fantastic Four before the Jessica Alba one. We don't count. Oh, those. the really bad. Yeah, we do. I don't count that. Yeah. And then the original Captain America, where uh, Red Skull was Italian. Captain <laughs> 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 America. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt's awesome in Looper. Uh, Emily Blunt's really good in it too. I kind of like. Not, I mean, I'm not saying I didn't notice her before, but like I paid attention to her more after seeing her in that, and like just folks like she kind of like, uh, she's appeared in like a lot of a lot of really great action movies. Post like like you know like Edge of Tomorrow, and then like Sicario. Like like she kind of for me became one to watch after watching her in Looper. And I just love the story. I know a lot of people like say it's confusing. I know I have friends that didn't like it because they didn't understand the plot. But if you like actually, you know, just sit. And watch it. It's not that hard. To... Yeah, it's one of those movies you have <laughs> to pay attention to because if not, you're just gonna you're gonna. But it's be... a really cool idea, I think, too. It's just like I don't know. I like loved it a lot. So I'm looking right now for who Cuba uh, had. By the way, that the English patient won Best Picture of Fargo that year. That's fucking blasphemous. Because the Oscars love boring movies like that. Not as <laughs> I, you've noticed, they've calmed down with that in the last like probably like ten years. Yeah. With those like ah, oh, they gave it to the artist though that one year. I didn't mind the artist. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Silent film. It's, it's all right. Man, man, he beat Let's... he beat Edward Norton in Primal Fear. And oh, and he oh, beat William and he beat William H Macy for in Fargo. Okay, so what? So you know every uh, every performance has like the Oscar winning scene, right? It's a scene that's like, oh, right, this is what wins the Oscar. I'm trying to think about Jerry Maguire and like what scene. Probably that Did show he, me the money thing. That can't be it, really. <laughs> I, I that's like legit in that movie. That's the only scene that comes to mind with him. And I, I like Jerry. I do like Jerry Maguire. I'm not gonna like shit on it. I do like it, but that's the only thing that comes to mind. I kind of think that's the clip they showed when he when they were going through nominations or when they were like announcing like the names at the show. And I'm assuming, I mean, that's the that only would scene be I his think. Oscar scene. I wonder, like, because the actors are the ones that pick these scenes. So like. Right. What, like I watch the Oscars every, we all watch the Oscars every year, and I'm always sit there and I wonder like, and we watch the movie like we're just fans, but I'm like, why did they pick these scenes? Like uh, with Emma, like, with, like this year with Emma we Stone. know what scene Viola Davis was for like in Fences, like we know it's like the snot cry. Oh, that's the snot, snot cry. <laughs> it's always the snot cry <laughs> with her. <laughs> when she yeah, snot, no one, no one snot cries like Viola Davis. It's she funny, does, like she I, <laughs> she's she's actually like you know how La La Land gets the hate, but it didn't you know it didn't win Best Picture unfortunately. But a lot of people are shitting on Viola's win now because they're saying that she's done so much better, which she has because she's a goddess. She won, she won for that one scene. Now, I, now she was great throughout the whole movie, I thought, but that scene was very powerful. And I and and there was also the big debacle about her putting herself in the supporting category because she's clearly the female lead. Well, she didn't decide that. But yeah, it was the people that made it. It was the the, the studio that did that. But if you I don't, want to I don't she think is supporting him. She is the supporting actress to him. Well, like so, I always the whole supporting lead conversation. I'm always under the impression of like, is the movie about that person? Then it's that's lead. The movie really wasn't about Viola. So right, 
It was about him. Plus, I also think she would have a really hard time of winning uh, actress. Oh no, she wouldn't have. She wouldn't have won. She would. I don't think she would have beat Emma Stone. I don't think she wouldn't have won. And I, I just wanted her to win because she so, had, she's won like SAG Awards. She's won Emmys. She it, won Golden Globe. It's funny. <laughs> I don't know if you thought the same thing when they when they announced that she was going supporting. I was like, oh, it's over. Yeah, I was like, I hadn't even fine. seen the movie, and I was like, it's over. It's it's a wrap. Like she can turn something that's like a guilty pleasure, like How to Get Away with Murder, which is like an entertaining show, but it's not great. So good. But she can turn some. She can turn something like that into like much higher material than it actually is. Although I do feel bad for Michelle Williams because I think she would have won if Viola wasn't in the category. For her one scene? It's a powerful <laughs> scene. Look at fucking uh, Anne Hathaway. She won for like 10 minutes in uh, Les Mis. Nah, I mean, Judy Dench won for like four seconds. <laughs> it's kidding. funny. Shakespeare in Love was actually on TV the other day and I forgot how like meh it is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I, I think Michelle Williams probably would have finally won if she wasn't in supporting. She needs, I think she's the next one in the female category that needs one. Is she like the Leo of the female actresses? Oh, that's a good question. Like I think for an Oscar, is. I think she is. Who? So what she got nominated for? Brokeback Mountain. Uh, she got she got nominated for Blue Valentine, right? Yes. No. And, I don't think. Did and she? And, and then my week was Marilyn or whatever, right? She got nominated for oh, that too. That movie's and Manchester by the Sea. So she's been nominated four times. Actually, she might be more like Kate Winslet. She might be up, she might be up on a win soon because Kate Winslet was nominated a lot before she won. Well, that's true. All right, Wait, I mean, she, is, she is definitely the most successful of the Dawson Creek cast. Easily. I mean, I guess Katie Holmes as would be like second, and then uh, <laughs> and then Charlie Conway is third, <laughs> and then Pacey, and then uh, Dawson. All right, Dawson. Jen, you're up for my top, number eight. Top Looper because. Top Looper? Yeah. What's that? Wait, what? <laughs> Were you not there for my number eight? <laughs> Jen has left us. Jen has left the building. Looper. She's never seen Looper, so. No, I haven't. Oh, sorry. I was like, wait, what do you mean? You've never we seen Looper? Nope. I haven't. I've tried. Not yet. Man, okay, you guys need to get together. You need to watch Looper. You haven't seen Lost Boys either. I haven't. Wow. All right, Lost Dave, Boys, you Looper. It? You got to give it to me. I also need to see Shutter Island. I, I lent you that. like 10 movies. You need to get on that. I, I'm a little busy. Yes. All right. Big Dave watch Hairspray, too. I don't know why you haven't watched it yet. I know. I don't know why. All right, You can watch, like, get, watch La La Land, watch Hairspray. All right. My number eight. Eat a dick. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he makes, he makes me watch La La Land a lot. I, you, you saw it twice. <laughs> no, no. He, he actually knows. I didn't even make you watch La La Land. in that one. The no, fuck? no. You being, like, tied to a chair and, like, having to watch no, it. No, he, like, uh, he actually just makes me listen to the soundtrack Because it's fucking great. <laughs> it's really more the soundtrack. Car Rise with David and Jen. That's what it is, La La Land. And not for nothing, oh, that soundtrack. That. My, friend, that's... my friend Markel, my friend Markel, like, she she was like listening to the soundtrack and she's seen the movie and stuff and she was like, "There's only like one good song." And I was like, "Oh, my friend would kill you right now." That you said there's only one good song in the no, movie. No, there, like, there are a lot of good songs, but <laughs> she was like, "Only City of Stars is good." Oh my god, that's like, like, that's not even in my, that's not even in my top three. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Audition is my favorite song, and then uh, the opening song, the opening scene, and then the second song when they're going to the party. And uh, then, City of Stars is the only song from that soundtrack I can get away with putting on our playlist at work because it actually sounds like it could be a, a real song and well, not in a musical. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah, true. And then Lovely Night is uh, is up there too. But anyway, we'll talk about La La Land later. Well, well, anyways, um, so yeah, Jen, what's your number eight? My number eight is Toy Story 3. It's so low. Sorry. I'm cool with it being low. It's I'm fine. 
Yeah. Wait, it's not on yours, G? I didn't make my list. No. Well, I like it. I like it a lot. I should have mentioned it as an honorable mention, but it didn't make my list. Oh, okay. I'll talk about I mean, I'll mention it a little later. I think yeah. it was, it's, it's such a good conclusion, although there's going to be a Toy Story 4, right? Yeah, yeah, but Toy Story, Four has, Toy Story 4 has nothing to do with the... It doesn't? It's not a continuation of the story. Okay, so cool. why would wait, it put a 4? It like Woody and Buzz, though? Because it's about Woody and Buzz looking for Bo Peep. So look, In four? call it Woody and Buzz's good So it's not like... It's not... Con- they're not moving for to another, like, you know... Thing. Toy Story another 3 is, owner. like, surprisingly sad. It's yeah. very sad. So, like, I, I saw it, it... It came out, what, 2010? So I saw that, like, right before I was graduating from college. Um, and they gave us like a free screener for it, and we were like, "Oh yeah, let's go!" And um, I just, I really, it was, I think it was a nice fitting end to that particular universe franchise yes, in was. Toy Story. Like, I think it was nice that like you start with Toy Story and you see Andy grow up, and you see the tra- with all the toys, and then now Toy Story three, he's going off to college, and you kind of see like, oh well, what happens to that? And it's sort of that transition from childhood to. I guess what would be defined as like adulthood at being yeah. eighteen, um, for this Giving purpose, up all this right? And like you know, being and that and that transition. And then what do they do? Because that's their purpose has always been to be there with him and for him. And now they're kind of like rediscovering, and like that's something that he's gonna go through when he goes to college. He needs to figure out like things for himself and like what how he's gonna navigate and what kind of person he's gonna be and. Um, it was. It was just really. I mean, the ending is really, really sad. I mean, you know where it's going, right? When you're watching it, so you know. And we, we talked that about this before too. Like he could have taken those toys with him. He definitely could have. No, he could. Well, college. Well, just... It would be a little weird to take. He can't rush a frat and have those in his room. No, he can't. But well, I don't know. I guess it depends, right? Because like people. No. Unless it's in a box and you can lie and say it's a collector's item and it's worth money. Well, see, like, there you go. Yeah. So, like, that would be that would be kind of like the excuse because I mean, if you think about it, even like most of the people that are collecting um, like figures and and different things today are really adults because I mean, kids have them because their their parents buy it for them. But even you go into a comic book store and who is the majority buying comic books? It's adults, adult men and women, and they are there you know what i mean because you're not really you see the occasional kid or you see an adult buying it for their kid but most of the time it's people that are adults that are still reading into these series and buying things so he could have said it's a collector's item um but i mean for the symbolism in the movie and and everything he was supposed to leave them behind and then there's the opportunity for them to still have a purpose at the end of the movie but it's still sad um so I felt like I felt like it was interesting to to me that they offered it to like as a screener to like college students especially and then I think it was more poignant because I was graduating college and you're kind of like now I go on to the next step and I have to find my new way and and whatnot and sometimes you when you have to go into that new phase you have to sort of leave certain things behind um, or you know just it's it's different certain things you leave behind because that's it it was only there for that moment. Um, but yeah, Toy Story three, my number eight. Did you get it? That got the best Sonic picture, Sonic picture, right? Yes, it did. I think so. Yeah. I think I have more to say about it later. You too, Lou, or yeah, I do have stuff to say about it. Later. All right. So moving, I, I, moving. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. So moving on to number seven. seven. Let's begin our love for Damien Chazelle. My number seven is Whiplash. Uh, mine is higher, but yes, good choice. <laughs> 
Oh, I got some love for some. I got some Shazam love for me too. I love. Whiplash is a better film than La La Land. I disagree. Yeah, yeah. No, it isn't. Pretty sure. I disagree. They're both. They're both fantastic. I disagree. It has a better. Like I'm saying, it has a better winning performance, but not everyone. You know. Everyone makes mistakes and it rankings. made me like Miles Teller because I Miles Teller to me like plays himself in like everything. I think and, like it kind of like annoys me a little bit, but he was really good in that. Actually, in the Spectacular, now that's another one I like him in. I think, but like, and I yeah. also I also think that um with this one he uh out of both of them, I think this does have the better winning performance. It does. Yeah, so I'll I'll say that. Um, yeah, J.K. Simmons is. The main scary. reason, the main reason, I don't know. I <laughs> so really didn't. Scary. I really didn't know what Damien Chazelle was until you know I wa- I went in to watch Whiplash, and I watched it mainly because I hear how great J.K. Simmons was, and I saw it three times in the theater, and every time he's just like frightening. Hmm. He's like the worst human being ever, and I yeah. love. I mean, I think the script is brilliant, and then we get to the end. I mean, Lou, I'm not going to spoil it for you, mm-hmm. but that whole thing that happens with Miles and J.K at the yeah, end yeah like did you i didn't see that coming if you know what i'm talking about and yeah, then uh, yeah yeah so i didn't see that coming and then um i know you have more to say so i'll just keep it brief on this so jk is fantastic miles teller like you said i really don't like him in anything else except did you like the spectacular now i haven't seen it so I, i'll give it's... it a i'll give it a look but like i don't really think he's that good he's fine but in this film he's brilliant he's fantastic so Supergirl's also in Whiplash. I'm find that out. <laughs> is she? Who is she? Oh, she's, she's a girl. the girl in the theater? She's the main girl. The, the, the only, like, yeah, Nicole. So, yeah, so Whiplash. Oh, look at that. I didn't so, even realize that. And I also love how they have two different stories. You know how, like, they, uh, how they talk about the bird, the story, the background story on bird? Yeah. Yeah. So I love how in, in La La Land they have a different origin story to bird. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, yeah. I yeah, did so the, yeah, so there's still a little subtle nod to, to, to Bird. But yeah, my number seven is Whiplash. I'm sure we'll talk about it later when we hit G's list. Lou, what's your number seven? My number seven is Fences. We were just talking about this. Ooh, Fences. Yeah. That's a good... I, I liked it. It was one of my favorite movies last year. My only problem with it was that it felt... It felt it, it, it. You know how some movies are based on like stage plays. They can kind of like, like yeah, it definitely felt like a play. It, it felt yeah. like a play. Like I, like I think the only other comparison that like I like I love the movie Closer, and that's based on the stage play too. But it didn't. The movie didn't feel like a stage play, even though it's very wordy. Is that with like, Natalie Portman? Oh, Natalie Portman and Clive Owen, yes. Julia Roberts. Yeah. So that's based on the stage play too. But like that movie feels like a movie, Not whereas this yeah. does feel like a stage play. But it's still solidly acted by. The two lead, actually, all, all the actors in that are pretty good. Yeah, I just wanted so. Denzel to win over Casey Affleck. Yeah, so did I. I, like, I, I thought he was when he won the SAG award. I thought it was going to be like an upset. Yeah, but, I even picked him in my predictions because he won SAG, but then I realized he had never won SAG before, so I think they gave it to him because he had never won SAG before. But he was so good in this role. No, for me, this was my favorite uh, performance he's done in a while. So that's why I thought. He I was mean, I win. thought Casey was better though. I don't. I think Casey, <laughs> Casey had more to do, though. I know. Casey had that scene where, have you seen Manchester by the Sea? Yes, so that. he has that scene where, you know, the whole fire happens. Yeah. And he oh, has to man. switch emotions like this from like, and then he has played, he basically is playing two people 
this happy father with kids, and then he just has to switch it to this, like, he basically blames himself did. for what, look what I just did to my, and I basically killed my kids. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, there's a duality there that really Denzel didn't do in Fences. Denzel's great, but I don't think that just he touches. Just screwing Viola over. Word. No, oh, and the you know, talked about with Viola Davis, like his part of that scene is really good too. When he's trying to explain what he did, yeah, or like with using like the baseball analogies and all that stuff, and she's like, "What the hell are you talking about? Like, what's going on?" Yeah, like, it's a, it's a baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so like, but it's in his head, it makes sense. So like, it's like, it's, it, like I thought he did a good job of just playing someone that was like kind of broken. Like he didn't really get to have, like he didn't get to fulfill his dreams. So he kind of like takes it out on the sun. Like I, I thought he did a, like that. I thought there was more to that performance than like I thought there was nuances there. I do think that the finale offenses too was a little corny. Really? When they're all like just looking at the sun. I get the symbolism uh, of it, but I was like, yeah, I guess. Whatever. But Denzel was great and Viola's not wins. I guess they maybe it wouldn't have think, been less corny I, because like in the play, I think it doesn't come off that yeah. like that. And I think I know what you mean. Like it I, doesn't come off that way. In the, in a play, when you're watching it like that, you'd be like, Okay. They're looking at, but like, right in a movie, you're kind of like, oh. yeah. but I guess it depends. Vanilla, but vanilla, Viola Snot should get vanilla sky, but vanilla snot, Viola, Viola, Viola Snot should get an honorary Oscar for that. Dude, I want to put together a video of, of uh, all like, her snot, all her snot cry scenes because she's done a lot. Like, well, there's I like even, a ton on how to get away with murder. There is, and I even told Dave, I was like, when she starts spitting and you just see that spit all over her chin it's real like that is intensity yeah. to so the max you watch how to get away with murder right Jen? yeah i love it so does he watch it no he doesn't watch no. it it's good, I think so I like it, it's good from what i've seen i want to get i don't want to give it away just in case he decides to watch it but, but it's intense. that one episode where that one character when she realizes that this one character's not alive anymore and she sees it and she reacts to it and she full-on like kind of does this like guttural like scream it's like a combination yeah. of like her snot cry and like a really guttural scream like i don't, I don't know where she pulls this shit from yeah because she i mean <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen anyone snot cry quite yeah. the same way that all, all types of liquids. she has like that's the thing like it's just like it's all over but she lays it out on the table even on how to get she away when, with murder when she takes off um all the wig her, her wig i thought that scene was great that, I, was I think like, that was her first emmy like that scene yeah like i thought it was and you know it's just like you feel all that emotion and that like you're just watching this play out and you're just like you're feeling it with her almost and even though the only, like, thing, I think the only thing she does is not cry in is suicide squad yeah i she, think so that would have been <laughs> yeah, way out of character well i actually haven't seen <laughs> i haven't seen doubt and i right no, she, gives she a has performance like one scene there too, where it's right? like she, she almost not cries and the help <laughs> the help she's good in <laughs> Although the help overall as a movie I'm okay with, but like the help she does get kind of intense there. Remember when we thought she was going to win the Oscar for that? And then fucking Meryl Streep just came out of nowhere. Meryl Streep. Just Meryl Streep and everything. Just Meryl Streep and everything. I think even even Meryl Streep knew that year that this should be in Viola Davis' hand. Not mine. (laughs) And they're like, I'm surprised she got. I mean, she's good in it. I actually like Meryl Streep and Florence Florence Foster Jenkins. Jenkins. But uh, yeah, that was Vi- that was Viola's. I mean, we kind of fell asleep in that movie. I didn't fall asleep. Florence Foster Jenkins. Yeah, we did a little bit. I don't remember falling asleep. It was like a brief nap. Sure. 
But like the good thing though is that Viola Davis and Meryl Streep are actually really good friends. So. Yeah, they are. Really like, and now they like, both she, have Oscars. So yeah, Viola Davis tells this story about how like she was just so excited to work with her on Doubt, and like she like called her husband and she's like, "Oh, I have this like scene with Meryl Streep," and he was just like, "Well, you better tell that woman how much you love her." <laughs> and she's like, "I can't, I can't, I can't." And then like they're done with the scene and like Meryl Streep was like giving her all this praise and she was like, and then I just like fell out. <laughs> That's so all funny. All right. So what's next? Is number six. Is it what? Number is it seven eight. for me? Number seven for you. Yeah. Do it. All right. I went with Inception. Ooh. I uh, had it on my list and then I just took it off earlier this morning. Uh, because it looks uh, fun and it looks cool. I mean, I mean, that's like, I mean, that's like the the Cliff Notes version. I guess <laughs> it, it does, though. It really does. And total mindfuck of a movie, but it's like it's just so technically well made. Like I think Christopher Nolan is like just a really good like technical director. Like he just pays it. Like he's a showman, so everything on screen, uh, like I think every detail, like sound effects, the way things look, visual effects, and all that stuff, like he pays so much attention to. And I think that movie is a really good example of like his technical skills. Yeah, like, everything. I think so with good. Nolan, everything that he puts on film means something. So if it's right. on there, it's for a reason. So like even like you know, I just recently I saw Dunkirk over the weekend, and like watching that, there's everything about like technically is just so well made. Like I just like his attention to detail is so good. And like you know, I yeah, I mentioned this offline, but I I, I get why he kind of is against the whole releasing movies on Netflix kind of thing because you know his movies are meant to be seen on the big screen initially and Inception is a good example of that I could I couldn't imagine even though I have watched Inception many times at home I couldn't imagine watching that for the first time at home that has to be experienced in the movie theater I agree with all the visual visual effects that he right. uses yeah I agree with you 100% I mean then does the does the top drop oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think I think we've all I, <laughs> I think we'll, <laughs> no, no no one will ever like know obviously because he just leaves it open to, for interpretation. But you what, think he'll ever tell you? No. Well, like he, probably, he does that with like, but people with everything. dig into this in all his movies though. Like everyone kind of thinks like the Dark Knight Rises. The end of that's not real. Uh, like, he's some... he's confirmed that's real. Yeah, but like well, I don't even know how people would even go like, oh, this that didn't really happen. Like it, it did because it <laughs> came out after Inception, didn't it? <laughs> He's trying, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's gonna so, fuck with our head, man. So he's trying. He's like, he's gonna fuck with our head again. No, no, no. Bruce Wayne wanted to live a happy life with his Catwoman, and he did. Yep. <laughs> That's about it. And he has the whole crew in that movie too. Everyone's in that movie. In Inception, yeah, think, Leo, like, Tom Hardy, JGL. Dude, I think Christopher Nolan Alan has Page. his own pussy posse, and that, so. they're in it. Tom Hardy's in it. Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it. Well, I think it makes sense. Like, sometimes when you just work really well with certain directors, you're always going to come back. Like, Leo and Marty. Um, yeah, he's worked with Like, Wait, mentorship. Like, he's worked with a lot of people multiple times. I think that's a sign of just him being a good filmmaker and, like, having good working relationships with certain people. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. Inception is G's number six. Seven. 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 <laughs> I'm glad we're all paying attention. <laughs> we're like all over the yeah, place. Yeah, we're all today. over the place today. So am I next? Yes. <laughs> okay, so my number seven is La La Land. Sorry. Ooh, he's gonna take that ring back because it's not in your top five. I know. He's giving me the stank face anyway. It's on the list. I get I to keep the ring. At least it's on the list. 
Um, oh, no, and you know you're mad it's not in the top five. Hold your thoughts. Mad. Hold your thoughts. Oh, I'm holding my thoughts? Okay, so that's my number seven, La La Land. Because it's so fun and so good. Now, it's a fun musical, and I do like movie musicals a lot. Um, I think they did a really good job with, with everything, the cinematography. And it's an original movie it musical. It is an original that's, musical. People like, like to like, forget uh, the about that. The chemistry between Emma and Ryan is really good. Uh, the story as a whole. I am sort of not a fan of the ending. Though. Love the ending. I think I'm you gonna, love the ending. I think the but ending I is, do not. works so well. I don't like the ending because, I mean, everyone has seen it, right? So, have you seen it, Louis? You it. have seen Multiple it, right? Times. So, I, I really wanted them to end up together. <laughs> and then they tease you with like, "Let's show and you how happy you they could have right. been." <laughs> and then it's like, That's and then you see like the whole movie in the head. And then it's like, you know, they have the baby. It's so cute. Which and then is she always... ends up with Tom Everett Scott, who I do like as an actor. But, you know, I was just not feeling it for this. I was like, out... The guy from the American Werewolf in Paris movie. That is so Or ridiculous. Dead Man on Campus. Should... Or Dead Man on Campus. <laughs> probably should have been in my 90s movies. Well, Chazelle, like Chazelle did say, he, even in his first draft, he, they never they ended never up ended together. Up. See, but I don't like that because I feel like they could have still gotten everything that they wanted but be together. Like, I get it. She went off to make the movie and, you know, whatnot. But she could have come back to L.A. And she could have still been a star and gotten other projects and still been dating him. I mean, they didn't have to compromise. I don't know. They could have found a way to make it work. So I wasn't a half. I, I'm not a fan of the ending exactly. But whatever. I guess we'll have to have some heartbreak. And then, um, yeah. So overall. And then the music is good. And I think I like it more every time Dave makes me hear it. Um. <laughs> Damn right. Well, I think that they both end up happy. I know so they do. They both end up doing like they she becomes do, an actress and he owns his own like like I think it's a good ending. Which is the they part. both end and up where they're supposed to be. It's not to say that like they you know I just didn't like that like it had to be one or the other that it kind of like you know they had to either choose what their career or their passion was but, <laughs> and they couldn't still be together and right. choose each other. Like, and I the tease like is an even bigger tease when it's like. If the tease is an even bigger tease when it's played against like music, because like that whole sequence of like that whole like it was such a cool sequence. That final, but I was, I know, oh yeah, I was that's like, so cool. Oh, look, and then I was pretty. like, oh damn, that sucks. Like, that final <laughs> sequence is. And then they went and they were like, they panned out, and he's like at the piano, and she's with this guy, and it's like, oh man. Yeah, that final sequence though is one of the best I've ever I've seen in a musical. How many people do you think really hate that ending though? I think a lot of people do. I don't know. I, I have. I think I'm one of the only people that like it. I. Like and then I explain why I like it and they may understand it, but they still don't like it. They don't like, know I get, together. like I because get it's why so, he did to it, me, like, but I'll, I don't know. I just like I would have liked them both to have been together. Like you build it up throughout the whole movie, and then it's like then they're not together, and it's like oh, why they. Well, it's like it's really that. negative kind of because it kind of says that you can't live your passion and also have true love. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't. Think well, I true. I dis I disagree, but I'll get to that later. I don't want to get too into it right now. But uh, yeah, Jen. Yeah. La La Land is a great musical. Not a, not as good as Grease Two, right, Jen? <coughs> you won't dare say that. I it's love. Not, I'm Grease telling you right now. Yes. I'm telling you right now. It's not as good as Moulin Rouge. I'm just pointing it out there. Throwing as it out what? there right. Now. It's Rouge. not as good as Moulin Rouge. Uh, Moulin Rouge is better, in my opinion. Hmm. Remember when guys loved La La Land? That seems like I didn't hate it. Ago. That was like half an episode. <laughs> that was like two. Like, that was half an episode, right? <laughs> you know, what? I remember. I, think... I remember when La La Land first came out. Me and G were texting because I was so curious to hear his response. And he's like, "I loved it," and I gave it four reels like and everything. It. And now I feel like he like hates him more and more every time. No, okay, dude. It was like my number two movie last year. I liked it. 
I thought it was fun. I'm glad I saw it before it got like super hyped up. If I think I I saw it like when most of my friends saw it, I probably wouldn't have been as enthusiastic because like I kind of hyped it up to my friends when I first saw it, and that was a mistake because like with some of them they were like it wasn't that good. There, I have friends that don't like it at all. Well, yeah, I know we've discussed that one before. Yeah, but like I liked it. I just don't think it's like like you know the greatest thing ever made. Neither do I. I did like Moulin Rouge, but you, I guess I need to watch it again just to see to be able to make that comparison. Because I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think you had to watch it again. I'm gonna it's, watch it's, it I mean, again. It's very, and I'll di- come it's back very on this different one. from La La Land, though. I mean, you have yeah, to that's remember that's I'm an like... adapted thing. It's adapted too. Well, this is. Well, no, no, no. Moulin Rouge is original. It wasn't but, yeah, a Broadway. Music, like, before. It wasn't on music, stage like, before. No. Right, Moulin. No. no, no, no. You're thinking about Moulin Rouge, like in Paris. That's totally. That's like a different thing. That's not. No, anything. I don't think they this movie is name. an original musical. Right, right. No, Moulin Rouge is not an original. That's what I'm saying. No, La La Land is an original musical, and I think that's one of the reasons that I appreciate it more than others. Like, why? I. I mean, I think you'll appreciate Moulin Rouge, but it's another thing too. It's an in an era in an era where there's no originality. And we get an ori- not just an original script. We get an original musical. I think that's something that people take for granted as well. But like I said, I'll talk about it yeah, later. So my number up to number six. My number six is Creed. Oh, I forgot about Creed. God damn it! I didn't forget about it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a solid seven. It's a solid seven. You think Creed is a solid seven? No, this was solid seven. Oh, added honorable mentions. Wait, what? I like I like Michael B. Jordan though. I do like. Wait, why why is it solid seven? I'm very curious good, to see. It's just okay. I mean I I liked it. I just didn't I I didn't connect with it as much as like sort of a rehash of Rocky. And that kind of what it, I, of course that, it so is. I have I, that same like problem. Force I have. Of course it is. Of yeah, course it but is. I have that same issue with like the Force Awakens where it's like all right, it's good. It's like it's, 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 a, it's like beat for beat, almost the same thing. Not necessarily. There are similarities. I there are similarities. Are yeah, and, I mean, lo- and it was done on purpose, and that's why the movie did so well. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from it. It was good. Just uh, no solid seven. <laughs> I will say I was excited though to see because I was like, oh, I kind of want to see like how this continues the story. I was happy for Michael B. Jordan though, and well, I think he did a great job. In oh, it. he did a fantastic yeah, job. He yeah. did. I mean, I've been like singing his praises for a lot. I remember I saw Fruitvale uh, Station and I was like, oh god, this guy. Like, give this guy more work. Well, like, I now. knew him when he was on All My Children. He my was... mom always talked about him on All My Children. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> he was Reggie. Reggie was like, on All My Reggie. Children. Because my mom doesn't know anyone's real names, right? So when she saw him in Creed, because she, she saw Creed first before she saw Creed Station, but she was like, that's Reggie from All My Children. And I was like, of course you don't know his name. Did she watch All My Children? Like, <laughs> My like mom grew always? up on All My Children and General Hospital, which she still watches. Oh, nice. And oh, now that my friend from high school is on General Hospital, she's always like, you got to get Ryan to get me some spoilers. Come on. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I need um, to know what's going on. Your mom and my mom should talk about All My Children. I'm sure they'd be here for hours. My mom likes to point out, she's like, your girl was on All My Children, Buffy. (laughs) She she was, was. Kendall Hart. You should actually actually tell your mom that I was, granted, Jennifer is a huge name of the 80s, but I was actually named after Jenny Gardner on All My Children. And you just tell her that and she'll know. Oh, yeah. She'll she'll be like, what? (laughs) Kim Delaney. Yeah, my mom. Mom loves her soaps. After my mom was obsessed with Jenny and Greg, and so that's like where that came from. And actually, Debbie Morgan makes a cameo in the Defenders. Defenders, yeah, she does. She's and I'm sure mom. your mom knows. Your mom definitely knows who Debbie Morgan is. By the way, she did more in one scene than like more. I like that one scene where she finds out that one thing because I can't oh, say. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> but uh, she like her reaction is like, ugh, like punch me in the gut. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was. Ugh. Yeah, no, she's great. She's great. I mean, she's been in a ton of stuff. She does a lot of stuff. But yeah, your mom will know her too. Oh yeah, so back to Creed. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> got yeah, we, no, uh, got... I, I, uh, when I did my 2015 uh, top ten, I had Star Wars number one and Creed number two. But as time has progressed, I put uh. I feel like Creed holds up more for me in terms of like the emotional impact that it had. Uh, I'm a big fan of Rocky, and I think this is the best in the franchise since the first one. Yes. I I love when people say Rocky Four is the best Rocky, and I'm like, dude, it's a fucking movie with musical montages for like <laughs> half. The which, is, which is the one that they think everyone thinks sucks? Is it Rocky third five. one or is it no, Rocky, Rocky five. five? Rocky Five is garbage. Rocky is that with Milo Ventimiglia? No, that's Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Oh, did you like Rocky Balboa? Actually, yeah, I did I like, like Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Um, no, but I I love the chemistry and the connection between Adonis and Rocky in this film. Uh, unlike the original Rocky, where there really wasn't that relationship established between Mickey and Rocky, I think this establishes a stronger bond between Rocky and, and Adonis, and I think it shows well throughout, especially when like you find out that Rocky has cancer and he has that Oscar scene, which... I still think he was robbed, but um, who won? I forgot. Uh, this is not Mark Rylance. Oh, that dude from the Bridge of Spies. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> and he Dunkirk. Has, he has that Oscar. Oh yeah, he was he, in Dunkirk. Yes, yes. He has that Oscar scene where he's just telling Adonis that he has nothing left. Like, you know, like everyone that he loves is gone, and he's still here. And that that shit like got me so hard. And you know what? The scene that gets me really, really. Uh, Hard now when I watched it a few weeks ago was the scene. You can't say hard. You can't say, sorry. I'm like yeah, a child. Pause. When it, <laughs> when it, you like you know what other scene got me so hard. And it mo and it mo it left. Because <laughs> I know. I didn't even mean, take. I didn't I, even that, take that. Yeah. So I know what you mean that too, left an like, emotional it, impact on me. There you go. So that that sorry, scene toward that scene towards the end where uh, you hard in the feels, boo. Yeah. When mm. it when. No, that can also be like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go, babe. So that the one that left an emotional impact on me was towards the end where uh they're going up the stairs and he can't even make it to the top without help. Yeah. Oh yeah. So from where he was to where he is, it's just like a fantastic film. So yeah, it's progressively gone up my list more and more as the time has gone on. So yeah, uh, Creed is my so mad if I forgot about six. that one. Uh Lou, you're up. Uh my number six is the Winter Soldier. Uh, you love comic book films. That's my number six. This is oh, it's G's number oh, six. So you guys oh, can yeah, piggyback. So piggyback. This is actually my second of four comic book films on my list. So okay. I got two more after this. It's so good. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know what else to describe it. It's just so no, good. it is it's <laughs> the second best uh, Marvel MCU movie in my opinion. I think it's the best solo. Well, well, let me think. Hold on. I think it's one of the. Uh, is it the best solo one? No, no, because... Yeah, it is. I think no, so. The other one is also a solo one, technically, so for me, it's still second. It's just so much better than the first one. I know you love the first one, and I actually do like it more now than I did when I first saw it, but it's just, like, it's just... A sign of a good sequel to me is when it, like, can take what's good about the original and then improve upon that, like... And it improves upon so much. Yeah, no, it definitely is a yeah. completely different movie than the original. Obviously, because, you know, the different time period, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one had like way different directions as far as and like, the action. They're so good. Yeah, they're so well done. 
I, um, some of the best in the the whole MCU. Um, it, for me, it was like a turning point from going from like everybody's doing the origin thing, and then once this movie came out, they got into like the more of the let's just you know go everything on an epic scale from this point forward, basically. Right. Got 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 my girl Emily Van Camp in it too. It definitely did. Well, shout out to Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she was the niece of his girlfriend that he decided to get with. So, yeah. All yeah. right. All right. I'm like, I actually like how they use some of the like the they utilize like Black Widow well. They utilize Nick Fury well, and that like they just didn't feel like they were just like thrown in just because. Bucky was a great villain. Bucky was a really good villain too. Yeah. I don't know. I really. Yeah, yeah, number six for me and G. All right, Jen, you're up. What's your number six? My number six is Wonder Woman. Woo! She made the list. She made somebody's list. Because she's a strong woman. Just... She is. She's strong. Not, she's not according to Cameron. And she's beautiful. You can be beautiful not and strong. Not a fan strong, of the gladiator heels, but I'll take it. That's fine. Yeah, Sometimes you need a little wedge. Woman. She has a little gladiator wedge, but it's cool. Cool. They were more like boots to me. Well, I, I, I'll revisit it. But she's a strong, independent woman, so she can do that, whatever she wants to wear. Um, no, Wonder Woman. It was it's great. Uh, you've all seen it. Um, yep. Obviously, there are a little, a few little quirky things like the ending and the, the CGI. Like, yeah. But you C- know, CGI didn't find a little that too bad, long, though. but yeah, it wasn't I mean, like terrible. But it, I mean, and look, to be honest, like I'm, I'm pretty lenient with CGI only because like I'm still amazed at the fact that like computers can do this and people have the ability to do this with computers and with technology and the way everything is advancing when you look at a movie from like the special effects that are either more practical or even like the 80s or the 90s ones like we watched terminator the other day and you know that had some those were practical effects but then i also think there were a few cgi for the time in that too and like you see how in just a span of like 20 years how much it's improved and how much more we're going to improve in another 20 years. Um, so, you know, like some of the little things were a little corny. But overall, I think the narrative, the story was really well. I didn't really feel like any kind of length. Um, you you were cheering for her. I loved Robin Wright in this movie. And, like, I really hope to see more in maybe Wonder Woman 2 if there's any, like, flashbacks or anything like that. Because she was great as Antiope. I think that's how you say it. Um, I was a little less impressed by her mother, I guess, but no, you know. Connie Nielsen. Yeah, I mean, it's not that. Yeah, like, I was. Too I think a she bit. did. I think she did well for what she was given, but I wasn't like, like I when Robin Wright is like fighting and like going at it and like training her and all that. Like I just felt like she had more presence, um, and she didn't even have like a ton of lines, but it was just more that like fierceness. Um, so I really liked her in that role. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, Chris Pine was good in it. Um, sad to see him go, but whatever. But well, they keep talking what about him do? potentially being in the sequel. Um, yeah, well, I think, cause I think in the comic book, he does come back. I'm not sure exactly. Don't quote me on that, but I think that might in the effect of no, in some no. kind of storyline. I think he may, or overall, he's just been her love interest for so many years. Um, but yeah, Wonder Woman. Gotta give credit to Gal Gadot too, because uh, yeah, she. I mean, I mean, I guess to most people she'd be relatively unknown, even though she's been in other stuff. But like to carry a movie like that, yeah, I, it's I mean, a it's big all responsibility. her responsibility. 
Yeah, but see, I can't even think of anyone else. I mean, I guess because she just embodied it so well. Yeah, and true. even, like, her presence for, like, a few minutes in B versus S made such an impact, too. So I think that helped. Best part of the movie. I think if she hadn't she made that yeah. cameo in the movie, I think maybe people wouldn't have been as, like, excited for Wonder Woman, maybe. Like, because they already got to see some of her presence in right. that role. I think it helped escalate the excitement for because the there movie. were definitely people who even people who hate Batman versus Superman. The one thing they point out that they liked was her. Was her like she was yeah, great like, and the music, her her entrance theme, like yeah. everything was just it was perfect. Yeah, like yeah, it was great. I mean, and this is like people that didn't like like some people didn't even want her cast. They were like when she got cast, they're like oh she's too skinny, she's too this. Yeah. Like there were a lot of naysayers, and then I'm glad no, she I shut think- them all up when they finally saw it. Nah, I think it was it was perfect. Well, and, um, when I went, when I like got bought in completely was uh in that BBS when uh she was fighting, uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. She was fighting Doomsday, and then uh he like gives her like a push, and then she slides back with a smile. Oh uh, like, yeah, all in at that point. I was like, yes. Was like, yeah. And like I'm not, and like I'm, I'll fully admit that they kind of like shoehorned her in a little bit just cause. But like I was okay with it, even though I was like, okay, she's there because they have to set her up for her own movie and Justice League and stuff. Based on how that movie went and how like all over the place it was, I was perfectly fine with him just like throwing her in there because it was like I needed something to enjoy, and her few scenes were like the few bright spots in Batman vs Superman. Like that, that showed like the potential of like what could have been to me with that movie if they had put more effort into other aspects. Yeah, no, definitely. I thought Aquaman was gonna make an appearance too when Lois Lane was looking for that uh, Spectre. Or I did too. I did too briefly. <laughs> I was like, like they just like they throw everything else in here. They might as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was gonna happen as well. I'm a little excited to see that movie, Aquaman. I think it'll. Well, that's one. It of has us. a pretty good cast though. Like yeah, for that's that why. Like movie. I don't know. Like I kind of we haven't really gotten a chance to really see him in action yet per se. Minus just like the trailers, really, and like the little like cameo sort of made and versus us with that footage but footage like with his own logo, <laughs> own logo. Yeah. but like i feel like i don't know i'm kind of excited to see like how they'll he'll do that and isn't it um who's directing it james wan right yeah james yeah. wan's yeah. director yeah, yeah so he you know he's good yeah. i mean he's, he kind of proved it. handle he can handle action so like he knows right and i feel like they'll they'll definitely be something so all right hitting our top five uh, my number five is Toy Story 3. Uh, bouncing off what Jen was saying before. Uh, I thought it was very emotional, especially since you kind of grew up on it. I graduated college the same year, and I was a kid when the first one came out. It's kind of like the end of our childhood is the, you know, the finale of Toy Story 3. I think it's more about Woody letting go than Andy letting go. Yes, I, I think uh, I'll agree with that. people talk about like Andy and it's sad the end when Andy's playing with them for the last time. But I think it's more on the fact that Woody has to choose whether he's going to let Andy go or whether he's going to spend the rest of his time with his friends. Like they all talk about living in the basement and Woody's like, oh, I want to be with Andy. But when we get to the end, he has that decision where he's going to be able to go to college with Andy or be with his friends. And he chooses to be with his friends. Because he realizes Andy's going to grow up and, you know, if he goes to college, he's just going to be sitting on that shelf. Yep. No, you know, it's not like nobody. he has nobody. He, he'll, he'll, he'll have Andy, 
but he'll really have nobody because when Andy's in class, when Andy's partying, when Andy's doing this and that, he's going to have anyone. So when Andy brings a girl home, it's going to get real awkward. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think that had an emotional impact on me as well. Uh, that scene where they almost die. Classic scene. It's sad, Ooh. even though we all knew they weren't going to die. But like they got, they got awfully close. They so got very close. And though like, I don't know, Disney can go dark sometimes. Exactly. And when they, like, they, they, they were know. all holding hands, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this sucks." I was waiting for it to go black in the credits roll. Actually, that would have been really depressing. Exactly. If it like that. <laughs> um, and yeah, that final scene where Andy's playing with them for with all the toys for the last time. It's it's very emotional. I'm glad that like Toy Story still lives on because it's like Toy Story Land now. It's taking over Walt Disney yeah. World and all that fun stuff. So I'm glad it still lives on because I think it's. It's Pixar's masterpiece trilogy. Yeah, I don't think they better than Cars. You know, I don't. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no one's Cars trilogy. Um, <laughs> even though they're making a fourth, the fact that it's not really going to affect what they completed in three is good. It wouldn't shock else. me if they actually wouldn't cancel that. They haven't started production or anything. Yeah, on sure. that. If they do go so, into production, they got to change that. And name. then Mr. Potato had died. He died. Like. I forgot the guy that plays. Oh, the guy who like wait. Oh my god! Did he not make it out of the fire? He's a famous comedian. I can't remember. So you? Why am I blanking on his name? That sucks. I can hear his voice. Don. Don. Don Rickles. Don Rickles. So he passed away. I would suck. It would suck if they replace him. And Mr. Potato Head's going to be in the movie. So it's like, you know. But they could probably do some like voice CGI and voice CGI, right? Like take little inflections and copy. I personally wouldn't care for that but yeah toy story 3 is my top is my number five all right uh lou what's your number five we're stuck in la la land even when we win we're gonna lose it's moonlight <laughs> oh what moonlight yeah moonlight i thought you're gonna go along sorry no no, no that was my no, that was no, was i was quoting off Jay-Z. the moonlight song from jay-z oh god i thought you were like trying to oh, okay never mind I'm no afraid. no i wasn't doing a swerve <laughs> <laughs> moonlight's my number five uh Fantastic acting all throughout. I love the transition that we get. Um, as far as like a unique story, like we've never gotten before, a homosexual gangster. Uh, yeah, that was. A I wouldn't pretty... call him a gangster. He was definitely towards gangster the end. He becomes. He was more definitely gangster. all up in the trap. Oh no! I mean, Those in, first in high school sequences. was trying to blend in. The, in you know, as a kid, no, obviously, but you know, he did get raised by Mahershala. Yeah. Um, he emulates what he's seen, exactly. what he's grown up with. You know, you grew up, you grew up in the South around that environment. Uh, you got Mahershala, who was straight hardcore gang. I don't know what he was involved in, but he definitely died in the that whole like gangster yeah. life. I think I it was Janelle more effective. That, I think it was more effective that they didn't show him dying. Yeah, exactly. And like, you didn't know until like you you got like people talking about it, and they didn't really like specify like oh he died, but you just got that like oh this guy's not there no more, and. That's they, they did a great job with the writing on his death, and um, Naomi Harris also great, like yeah. Love her. Uh, like everybody did a great job in this movie, um, and just at that at that the ending when he actually does become like you know a man and you know he's in that life, and then he goes back to his friend that you know they that he had that moment with they did that in the beach they went there and then you know you can see like even when he's talking to him, like in his face like he's still confused in life like what the hell is ha- happening with me and. Just like the facial expression to give, just adds to like the the value of the character, and it just the, that whole overall scene at the end, so much like tension there. You're like, is he gonna go for it? Is he not? So 
That's why I made my top five. All right. Me? G. Is it me? Guys, yeah, top five. All right. My number five is It Follows. Ooh, you threw nice. that shit in there. Very nice. I I I love It Follows. Um, I I mean, it's hard to like, especially with horror movies. Like when like when the original one comes around, that's really good. You kind of kind of yeah, no, grab it was because <laughs> it's very rare. But I I know I love the style. I I mean, it it kind of like there's certain vibes It Follows that remind me of Halloween. I'm the, I feel yeah, the same way. Like the music and the way things are shot, like it's just like it really, and it's like genuinely scary. I mean, there's certain parts of it that actually freaked me out, and um, I thought the, I like thought all the characters were good, thought the acting was good, and you know, it's just like a, I don't know, it's a very unique horror film, just to kind of take, like basically what we know as like a chain letter and kind of like spreading it in. A really unique way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and people thought it was like about STDs and, shit. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It's like you know, I, I love when an original horror film comes around like that, and it just it's still like I watched it again like maybe two weeks ago with a friend who had never seen it, and thankfully they loved it. And it it just it holds up, and it's just so it's just so well done, and you can just tell that like they paid homage to like some of the greats that kind of came before it, and. But oh, yeah. still, kind of crafted its own original, and they yeah. went back to back to they went back to back because it was uh, Babadook and it follows like right oh, after yeah. each other. Now the thing with Babadook, which I also like, um, uh, that kid though. <laughs> well, <laughs> you understand why he is the way he is, but like when I first I saw the Babadook, I was like, this fucking kid needs to get smacked. But like towards the end, you kind of see why he is the way he is. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you don't really see the Babadook until, like, the end. And you see him in, like, sporadic moments throughout the movie. Right. And I know people that have seen it that don't like it because you don't see the Babadook, like, all through the film. And I'm like, yeah. that there's more to it. It's not just about the Babadook. It's yeah, about the mother dealing with, like, the death of the father and aspect. stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think once the, like, she keeps the Babadook in the basement in the end, right? Yeah. 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 That's how it ends. Yeah, and she feeds it. So, like. She accepts the Babadook as much as she accepts her past and the circumstances of her life. So, yeah, I mean, that and it follows are so good. All right, Jen. Number five. So my number five is Hidden Figures. Nice. Oh, nice. So Good recent choice. Yeah, you see, I felt like I have a, a few more from just the last couple of years on this list. Um <laughs> well, so, last year was a good movie year. It was a good movie year. Um, so, Hidden Figures. It was. I really, I really loved the movie. I thought it was great for women. Yay! Um, but no, it was. It was really nice because, like, it's a story you've never really heard about. I had never heard about these women beforehand, and that's something that I wish. I wish you would hear more about the underdogs or you would hear more about the like in your history class in grammar school or even in high school. Like I wish we would know more of these stories. And so I I'm a fan for any kind of like biopic or anything kind of like this where you get to learn something new and kind of be more made aware. And these women made such an impact and, you know, they dealt with hardships that aren't unlike what is still happening today with us with you know uh gender and race and unfortunately we we you know we've made some improvements but really not much and we seem to be going a little backwards but i think 
overall their story they they were able to sort of break some walls down slowly very slowly um and then you know they also had some people around them where they were given that ability to do so and you know everyone in the cast was great janelle monet octavia spencer taraji um she was my favorite part of the whole movie um and i was just so impressed by just learning more about these women and that whole ending for you know i think i bawled my eyes out because it was just like it was such a like not a, i guess like a happy ending like you know they finally like were getting recognized for their work and for you know their their people just like you and i and like they're they could do just as good as like the guys and you know they were being recognized for their hard work so yeah I'm just happy it was successful and it wasn't a Tyler Perry production. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean that in the best way possible because I think it's really important for movies like that to be successful and like to kind of show that like, okay, like you can sell this too and this can do well. If it's a good story and then if it has good acting behind it, if it like a, a movie with predominantly like, you know, where you have like black female leads. Like it can open at number one and it can make $150 million, which is basically what it did. And like, I think that is a very important, I, th- I thought that, I thought it's impact. Like, you know, I love, I like the movie. I thought the impact of its release and how people like gravitated toward it was so much more, it, it added to the importance of the film for me, like having, seeing how many people got on board with it and not just black it. people, and not just black people either. It was like, this was something that broke out with everyone. Well, I think anybody, for the most part, can relate to it. I mean, I definitely related to it as far as, you know, you are striving to do something and you know that you can do you can do something and you know you're just as good as the guys or you're better even. And, you know, um, her having the chance. So, like, at least from the perspective of just being a woman, I, like... I love their story and I love the fact that like now we get to, you know, I also felt like why didn't we hear more about them before? And I mean, like we should be telling these kinds of stories and we should be like teaching this in schools. Um, You know, I mean, in, in grammar school, like I used to love reading about like the women that used to do, I mean, not just women, but people in general, but like, the women that would do like these amazing things like Molly Pitcher and Deborah Sampson and Florence Nightingale. And like, I used to love reading those stories because I was like, these women had to deal with their times and they were able to make something and make somewhat of an impact. And like, you don't hear those stories too often. Um, so, you know, I definitely, I love the film. I thought it was great. All right. Moving on to our fours. My number four is a social network. Uh, we knew this was coming. <laughs> it's much lower than I thought. I thought it was going to be higher. My heart, heart, my heart hurts a little bit. <laughs> no, uh, it was three until something had to make the list. Well, your your three better be your fan fucking tastic. <laughs> so yeah, so the social network, like I think we've talked about it on here before. Like I, when I first heard about a movie about fucking Facebook, I was like, oh, this shit's gonna be awful. And then like p- pl- pl- uh, the pieces kept getting put together, and then you hear Sorkin's directing it. I mean, Sorkin's writing it, and Fincher's directing it, and I'm like, oh, this might be interesting. And the tone of the film was fantastic. You kind of get the idea. Like you kind of really dive into Mark Zuckerberg, and you're just like, this guy is like, 
you understand why he did it, but he comes off like as a petty bitch. Yeah. Because yeah, he, it didn't make him look good. No, and I mean, I I think during that time he did like not was, make him look he good. was not for the film. However, he did screen it at the Facebook offices. I mean, he must have like thought something was okay with it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but oh, I he did. But, yeah, but I thought he, Eisenberg. He, I thought Eisenberg was great in it. Um, I love JT in it. Great. I mean, I think everyone like played. Andrew? I think they, I think they everyone played their part. Andrew Garfield was fantastic. My, my boy, Andrew Garfield. So, <laughs> it, it, it really bums me. It really bums me out that the movie didn't win Best Picture and that fucking King Speech won Best Picture. Oh, that's a good recent example of the Oscars liking like boring shit. Because <laughs> I like a King Speech. I don't think it's boring because it's not overly long. But Social Network was much better. Like written wise, performance outside of Colin Firth, performance wise, and um, just more entertaining in terms. And in terms of the music, the score of of uh, the Social Network is one of the best of the decade as well. With uh, Trent Reznor winning an Oscar for it, I believe. Um, yeah. Do you so- notice that they use the music? Uh- some of the score and they like the in a trailer. Spots were at Detroit. Yep, they did. Yeah, they used uh, oh, really? the opening sequence of um, of the Social Network. The, the theme for that they used it in the in the trailer to Detroit. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I think the movie is from top to bottom. It's never boring. It's entertaining. It's very informative, and it makes you kind of like aware of what the circumstances behind the creation of Facebook. So, yeah, Fincher and Sorkin. That team is unreal. So, yeah, Dynamic my duo. My number four is The Social Network. All right, Lou, what's your number four? My number four is Toy Story 3, which the third time it's on somebody's list than this, so we've gone through it. Uh, yeah, I mean... I, I feel like the wrong stepchild not putting it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, we've gone through it many times before. For me, uh, I always feel like two is the weakest. And one and, three, weak. one and three are tied for me. And this was like... In, my opinion, one of the best conclusions to any trilogy yep. uh, we've gotten. I mean, you know, more recent example was like War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, that's a good ending. We don't, like for trilogies, it's really hard to get good endings. We get few and far in between. And this was a great example on how to really end Man, you a had trilogy. Man, you had a trilogy about fucking toys and we're here like marking exactly. out about it. Like it's, fuck, it's fucking toys in the long run. It's, it's toys. like just toys. And we're like here like. And it just turns into, the, you know, it literally turns into the stuff you got to give up. As you grow older, not just for Andy, but, you know, like you said, for, for Woody, as Andy grows older, he has to make the choice to let go also. And I just thought the ending was perfect as instead of them, you know, the whole movie they're talking about living in the attic or the basement. Instead of that, they actually get passed on to another kid, which if Disney didn't want to do like another trilogy, they could. And then pass it down. But no, we'll, we'll, I... we'll see what they do with number four. We'll see. It's... But as far as the original Andy trilogy... It was a great ending for it. Agreed. It's a trilogy you really grow up with too, like as like the viewer yeah. watching it. It was perfect for our generation. Kinda, yeah, kind of interesting. Like you're in each stage of your own life, you kind of. And it's feel one, it a and, bit. It, and it's the only trilogy outside of one asshole critic that every single one of them would have been certified 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. He gave. <laughs> he's he gave. He's the one that gave a bad review to Get Out too. To Get Out. Uh, to Get Out. Okay. Yeah. So. Because Toy Story 1 is 100% certified, Toy Story 2 is 100% certified, and Toy Story 3 is 99 because of one fucking review. Wow. One guy. So, well, he probably had an awful childhood. So. Yeah, seriously. But no, I'm with you. Toy Story 3 is great. All right, G, what is your number three? Is it three number or four? Number four, number four. Uh, my number four is Whiplash. 
Yeah. Which you talked about. Uh, I don't know. I, I you've kind of mentioned like all the things that I probably would have said, but uh, I just remember when I first saw it, like I uh, really had that feeling of like this is one of the best movies I've seen in like a while. It was just so well written and well acted. Of course, we talked about Diggy Simmons and how crazy scary and good he is. But you know, I, I will give credit to the Miles Teller who was also good. I mean, like it's hard to kind of like get totally noticed when like that supporting performance is so good like that's going to get all the attention but he definitely as a lead carried the movie as well and um i don't know i just i just love it from start to finish like i was like just kind of enthralled by it and like when it was over like one of the things that uh marks a good movie for me is when it sticks with me and it stuck with me like long after it was over like i couldn't stop talking about it to people after i saw it because i just thought it was just so amazing yeah, I'm with you. And, I mean, and it still has an impact watching it now too. It, it's just so well done. And I think one of those se- the scenes in the movie that like stands out for me is uh, when he's keeping them there all night to see who takes the the, the spot. Oh yeah, yeah. And he doesn't yeah. give a shit. Like they're all bleeding and shit by the end of it, and he doesn't even yeah. care. So good, so good. All right, Jen. What is your number four? My number four is Logan. Oh, nice, nice. So, yeah, I know. You guys are always very surprised with my list. So. <laughs> I know. Because I'm expecting to hear, like, Mother's Day. You're always, like, <laughs> bracing yourselves. Um, so, yeah, Logan. Like I said, I, I found that, like, a few movies in the last couple of years have made my list more uh, so far. Just because I feel like it's it's we've had some really good movies. Yep. Um, so, Logan, I'm not sure if it's on anyone else's list. But, um. I just thought it was a great movie, and that's to say, like, I didn't really watch the the first two Wolverine movies with Hugh Jackman, um, but this one, it, I felt like you, if you didn't watch those, you could still watch this one yeah, and still get it. Those. It wasn't, it felt still like it could be like a standalone. Um, I thought Hugh Jackman did a phenomenal job, especially if this is definitely his last one, which I think it was kind of being penned to be. Um, his last. Yeah, and I think I think he ended it he ended it high. He like killed it in this role. Um the little girl that played Daphne was or yeah, she was phenomenal. Um they had such good chemistry. Uh Patrick Stewart was great. Um it's definitely a, a not a happy happy movie and by the end I was in bawling. I call it my Maggie Smith ugly cry <laughs> because of the second best exotic marigold hotel um and if you've ever seen that movie then you'll know why i call it my maggie smith ugly cry and so um it's actually very similar but probably i guess it's an in-between because my shawshank redemption cry was like intense after that too so i guess anywhere between maggie smith and shawshank cry uh, you got that viola davis not cry you gotta adapt that <laughs> i haven't gotten that one yet but when i do i'm putting that shit on youtube <laughs> for everyone to see um so, yeah, no, Logan, the narrative, everything was just, it was so well done. The story, I think it ended, you know, it didn't end exactly how I wanted it to, uh, watching it, but I was so invested in the film. And, you know, if anyone hasn't seen it yet, go watch it, do yourself a favor, and then just be prepared that it's a heavy movie, but it's great. It just made for those first two a lot. I mean, I, didn't, I actually don't mind the Wolverine, which is the second one. It's pretty good. That one, but, yeah, that one was okay. The first but one was or, Origins is, like, awful. Yeah. 
And I it's bad. And like the fact that, it, and, like that's why when I first saw Logan, I was like, I don't know what to really expect. Cause we got one really bad one, and the second one was de- decent. Well, I was like, I didn't know what to expect. And the fact that they, I feel like they knew since this was like, this is going to be my last time doing this. They kind of just went for it and yeah. it paid off yeah. really well. The fact that they were able to tell the old man I'm Logan. I'm curious, story. like, who can play Wolverine now? Like, I mean, of course they're going to, like, there'll be more X-Men movies and eventually, like, it'll break off from, like, this current timeline of X-Men movies and they'll probably redo them down the road. Like, I can't see anyone else doing it. It shouldn't be for a long time. Long time, yeah. yeah. All right, we finally hit our top three. Uh, my number three is Boyhood. Boyhood. So, like Jen was stating before, I think the oh, you gotta break it down for me. Well, the accomplishment of creating a movie within twelve years, because he wanted to, cre- he wanted to create this coming of age story. So mm-hmm. he took the cast. It starts from age six to eighteen. Okay. So the movie really has no central like story. Main like issue it's okay. just a typical it's a story it's a, just about a coming a of age boy growing family. up that's it there's nothing like you know it's Patric- about growing up patricia arquette has her arc of like dealing with men and finding that you know i guess father figure uh-huh but well but in the beginning they were together kind no, of she no? Wasn't. no no all right i might check this movie out tonight. and then like you have ethan hawk who plays the father and you have their relationship which is never strained or anything with the kids like the kids love their father so it shows like both sides of it and what works too is that link later was smart enough to also capture the music of the time so every time this switches you also hear the music of that um era. of that era like okay. when they get to 2008 you have a discussion about like the dark knight and tropic thunder so like you even talk about this what's going on at the moment because he just goes back for like a week to film and go <clears throat> And he captures those moments. So, and then you, if the movie finishes off when he goes off to college. So, I think it is better than Birdman, which won that year. Mm-hmm. And I like Birdman a lot. But I think the accomplishment Linklater should have been rewarded for and the movie should have been rewarded for. And I think it's travesty that it didn't because it may not be a movie for everybody, but it's an accomplishment that, you know, oh, anyone could do this. I'm like, no, not really, because it takes a lot of patience and effort to create a movie within. A 12-year span. And to make yeah. sure you get the same cast also. I mean, his daughter was in the movie, so obviously that's easy. But, like, Ethan Hawke, Patricia Arquette, they were all doing different things. I mean, I think she was doing medium. She was on medium, yeah. During this. Like, there are a lot of things that you have to really put into play. And you need a cast that you work well with. And he's worked with Ethan Hawke really well. So, obviously, he already had that relationship built in. But, like, if you didn't, you want to make sure that your actors are just as dedicated to the project as you are. And they were. I mean, Ethan, I think, was a producer. I'm sure Patricia was, too. Like, I'm, they put, especially over time, they put their stuff into it. And I think, overall, the story is very realistic. It's very human. It, it comes off natural. Like, you have a scene where they're just talking about girls. And when you're like 14, you're, yeah. you hang out with your boys, you know, you talk about girls. And it's not like in a disrespectful way. It's just like, oh, she's hot or some, you know, yeah. some, you know, shit like that. Yeah, exactly. And then you also, they, but then you grow up where he, you get to a point where he meets a girl in college and like he has that connection. And then we get to the finale there. So like it shows the growth in a proper way. Now, yeah. for a question, uh, this is recorded 12 years in a 12 year span. Yeah. Did the quantity change at all because you know how like technology grows rapidly well the version i have is a criterion collection okay but when i saw it in theaters if you can tell like 
progressively getting better in quality because okay. of the technology. Yeah. But like the, the Blu-ray version is straight uh, HD. I mean, Blu-ray 4K quality. It doesn't really you can't okay. really tell the difference. Yeah, I didn't really in theaters. Feel... You can because oh. I saw it in theaters and I I progressively saw as the years progressed, the quality got better. Okay. I think he purposely did that, too. He did yeah, a documentary. He used different cameras every year because he wanted to capture the moment of the era and the year. Okay. Well, that's kind of how I felt like. Yeah, like that's why. Like I feel like it didn't really feel like it was too. Like it didn't feel like the camera work was too dated because I also thought it was maybe a tech, like a technical thing. He well, was it won. Doing it won it. best actress and best supporting actress, and it won. Uh, I believe it won best editing. I mean, you got to edit a yeah. fucking twelve-year movie. That's yeah. gonna take some time. But yeah, my number At least twelve years. My number three is Boyhood. Wow. All right, Lou, what's your number three? My number three is Inception. Inception. Yeah. Which uh, I know was lower on your list, but this movie, as far as story wise, it was like some one of the most complicated stories I've ever seen on screen. But you got to sit down and pay attention. But yet, it was so comprehensive. Uh, they did a great job with the writing to at least let you understand like what the hell was going on. Um, gave you one of the most controversial endings in yep. recent memory uh, with the top. And the whole cast was phenomenal. Um, he used, you know, he used very familiar faces. And Leo, Leo was yeah. good, but, you know, I feel like I think he, this didn't, was more he, didn't, he didn't overshadow everybody else, which was good. I didn't think he did, yeah. Yeah. yeah that was like, was like my main concern with it because he had like a phenomenal cast, but, you know, He's it was Leo name. there. He would have potentially overshadowed everybody, which could have taken away from the movie, but he didn't, which was good. It was just like a basic Leo. Point. Yeah, it was a basic Leo. We got yep. basic Leo, which is good. Yep. We, didn't, we didn't want Revenant Leo in this one movie. No, no. no. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> Inception kind of solidified Christopher Nolan being able to make blockbusters. Like, I mean, stuff like Batman would be successful. Regardless. Regardless. So, like, with Inception and that making a ton of money, I was like, oh, this guy can just make almost anything and people will flock to it yeah i put this in my review of dunkirk i think nolan is one of those directors that because he's christopher nolan it doesn't matter what the concept of the movie is people are going to go see it because it's christopher nolan yeah like dunkirk has no business doing a hundred million dollars no business no it's like and and during the summer no less too yeah well i mean he's able to do what he wants yeah nolan never makes the same movie anymore except in batman is batman but outside of that which None. you could argue that all three movies were, were different. different. Yeah. Each one of them are different in their own way. So, all the, right. And individual effects in this movie were out of this world, man. Like, yeah, there was some shit that I never, like a, a city folding onto itself, man. That was crazy. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. so that's, I think we're going to piggyback on Nolan right now because I think G's, G hasn't mentioned The Dark Knight Rises yet. Was it my turn? Because I'm, I'm about to mention The Dark Knight Rises. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Good guess on Good my prediction. Go right ahead. There. Yeah, it's number three. Uh, I know we've talked about this and how you, uh, I mean, you still like it. I like it a good. I like it very much. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, I, it's one of them. It's kind of like in the way that Batman Begins for me gets better every time I see it. I think the Dark Knight Rises gets better every time I see it, and uh, I just like the idea of like you know taking our the hero and like literally and figuratively like breaking him. And then him kind of having to come back and like you know, you know, strong again. Like there's like uh, there was a lot going on, a lot more going on in it that I kind of got emotionally invested in, that surprisingly emotionally invested in. And uh, it was one of those things too where I really didn't need to have like 
Batman on screen. Like, I know he's a lot of people complain about how he's not on screen as Batman a ton in The Dark Knight Rises. But there's so much going on that's just so good. I just didn't care. Like, it's just I, I thought it was handled really well. And I think for some people, they compare it a lot. You know, the, the direct comparison is going to be The Dark Knight. And that is a great movie and has uh, one of the best performances ever in it. And I think that's where a lot of people compare it to directly. And I kind of like just view it as its own thing a little bit. Cause I don't think it's fair to really kind of put them together like that. I, I can appreciate it as its own entry in that trilogy. And I think it's a satisfying ending to that trilogy too. I, yeah, clo- I think it satisfies. It's like, it closes his story and you know, it kind of sets up, okay, this other guy will kind of take on that mantle. Like that whole, like I, I love the, like the last like few moments of that movie. The way the music swells and like all the scenes coming together, like yeah, it's just... I think Zimmer kills that last, uh, that last scene with the score because yeah. it always gets me. Like every time when Alfred thinks he failed Thomas and Martha, yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Could he, you know, because Bruce died." And like, there's a few things during that final. Like, you know, I remember like everyone cheered when the whole like the Robin thing happened with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt because uh, it was like a nice little like okay nod to like something we know. And uh, and then I was just actually just happy for the character. Like when you realize that, like how they kind of set it up in the first part of the movie about what he wishes for Bruce, like what he wants, what Alfred wants for him and his future and his life. And then that's what he ends up getting in the end. And, you know, he 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 helped save his city. Someone else is going to take that on and uh, he can go be happy with someone and live a full life. I think that I think those are like kind of adult things that comic book movies don't really like go into a lot yeah i think that nolan does that well too because he always leaves his film open for interpretation of what what's going to happen next and i think he does that well with uh the dark knight rises yeah i I like this movie also i think my one of my biggest gripes with this movie had nothing to do with the movie itself but the title and that always bothered me why what would you have called it i hated that it was called the dark knight Rises. i think it was called i thought i think it's called the dark knight rises because they needed to use a dark knight title in the name because of how successful the dark knight was with batman rises with batman begins dark knight and batman rises because dark knight and then the dark knight rises sounds kind of like like the wii and the wii u well they wanted to use the dark knight name because of how pop you know or at least something else besides rises like give it like a more like a even better subtitle True. I mean, I guess. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but the movie itself was good. I, I had no, no problem with the movie itself. It just also, Tom Hardy, great in it, too, in his own right. I mean, like, he has really, like, just strong presence. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I know there was, like, issues with some people. Like, well, I didn't really understand what he was saying because, like, the di- like, you know, him being covered up with masks and all that stuff. But, like, he has total screen presence in that role. Like, he just kind of owns every scene that he's in. Like, like he's very physically imposing. Yeah. And I think that's a sign of a good performance too. And I'm gonna give, even though like she may not be our like traditional Catwoman, I thought I was the one when Anne Hathaway got cast. I was like, that's horrible. I didn't see it, but I thought she was very good as Catwoman, or or like as that interpretation of Catwoman because it's not like the Catwoman in the, the like, sense that we yeah. come to know. But like I thought that she handled the role really well, and she was sexy. I never thought Anne Hathaway was sexy ever, really? <laughs> and, never, <laughs> like, ever, <laughs> and she was. Like not she... even like Princess Diaries. Okay, she nah, was not she's sexy like, in the Princess nah, Diaries. Like, <laughs> <I know. laughs> you want sexy in the Princess Diaries? Cute. 
Uh, Q, yeah, we'll get we'll give her. She could get away with Q, but not sexy. Yeah. Oh, you know what though? She was sexy in this one movie, but a lot of people haven't seen it. It's called Havoc. It's like really bad. Though. I have seen that one. Yeah. Wait, Havoc oh, yeah. is that with like her and like the other girl? Yeah, with like Peter Phillips and, and like, like she actually like raps bikers. "How Do You Want It" by yeah. Tupac at, at one point. One. It's so ridiculous. So yeah, but like, uh, but yeah, I thought she like owned that role. I thought she was really good and. Yeah, she, you know, she, and it was she, also like just like another example too. I mean, you already have like a real well-established cast from like the first two, but then you throw in like people like Joseph Gordon-Levitt that kind of like add to it. You have Tom Hardy, you have Anne Hathaway, and there's just like another sign. Like you have a good director and a good concept, you're gonna get really good names to be in your project. Yeah, I and agree. I, I think in all three of those movies, the fact that you have like these prestige names attached to it kind of just elevates elevates its status a lot more than you probably would from a normal comic book movie. Agreed. All right, Jen. What's your number three? My number three is Bridesmaids. Nice. I'm okay with it. It's funny. So, it's funny. You're, it's funnier than that. It's like, funnier. No. I think it's funnier than the hangover, hangover, but I'm in that minority on that. It's I could say that. Yeah, it's kind of your answers to the hangover. I don't know. It's just like, I guess, like, it's it has such a good cast. Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, uh, Melissa McCarthy, Wendy. Um, Was this McLovin. Melissa's first movie? Huh? Was this Melissa McCarthy's first? I movie? think it's what broke her out. I mean, I, I think, think it's what really like made okay. her stand out, though. Because I only knew her from that. Things, yeah, that's but... I first she was on that awful CBS show, Mike and I was called. Oh, it's not that show. I actually like Mike and That show wasn't that bad. No, Mike and it was kind of a bootleg King of Queens, but that show wasn't that bad. I like Mike and That is a good, good way to describe it. It is a bootleg King of Queens. Yeah, it did. I which like is it. not a good show either. And like Kevin can wait is now a bootleg of King and Queens too because they fired the one, one and cast. It is and they, they cast Leah Remini. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, they they fired the wife and then cast Leah Remini. That's horrible. Yeah, it's a horrible it's thing. Pretty bad actually. Um, but no, but Bridesmaids is just so funny and the jokes were like they weren't like too over the top and like super raunchy. They were just like it was funny and like the whole scenario. I mean, even like and now that I'm engaged. But, like, you know, I've been through it. I've been a bridesmaid. I know what it's like to be in other people's weddings. I know, like, like I could, you could easily, anybody could relate to Kristen Wiig and, like, the money and, like, costs and her best friends getting married and the excitement. And, oh, um, oh, who's this girl that's in it? Ah, who's the other girl who dates Bobby Cannavale? Rose Byrne. Rose, Rose Byrne, Byrne yeah. was really good. And it's almost like you didn't think that she could be, like, kind of funny, but she was just, like, subtly funny in the thing and they're like her and Kristen Wiig are competing to be like Maya Rudolph's like maid of honor and like being the best and like all this stuff and um the jokes were just it was just funny and it, Kristen Wiig has very good presence and even when she's on the airplane and she's like and her friend um who also wrote Annie um I think it's Annie Mullen she she's like there's a woman on the plane and then you know Kristen Wiig's trying to get into first class and she's like oh no I I belong here and then she's like sorry stove and he's like the flight attendant it's just it's a <laughs> funny movie um two Oscar nominations too and as it's, well. it's real I mean it's it's you know it goes off of something that I'm sure they've dealt with themselves and they just kind of took from real life and and just made it a little bigger and Melissa McCarthy killed it in her role. She, you know, she's not afraid to be, she's not afraid to dress down, dress up, to be like, you know, what she needs yeah. to be to get the yeah. joke. Um, and she, she was just great in her role. So, I, I know yeah. people want to, people want a sequel real bad, but that's never going to happen. I don't, I don't think. think they should though. I don't think, I think it ended exactly where it needed to be. And I think it, 
you don't want to kill it either, right? So like, right. I would I would not want to see a sequel of Bridesmaid Two. Maybe another movie, like another kind of funny, like lady ensemble type of movie. Ghostbusters. But well, <laughs> like like Girls Trip. <laughs> well, Girls Trip was good, but Girls Trip was a little serious at times, so it wasn't quite just a comedy. Or Although like I guess night. this got a little serious <laughs> at certain points. Like, Rough Night was not, yeah. Rough Night was just a little more over the top. Man, I watched it again, and I laughed. I mean, I mean, I, it's not There were great. certain parts I, that are funny, but, like, I think it also, you have to be aware of, like, uh, Alana Glazer. She's funny, because I like her in Broad City, but it's also a specific type of humor. So you also have right. to be, like, not everyone is going to get that, you know, and be like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, really funny. And, I mean, I think... I mean, Rough Night wasn't a bad movie, but it just wasn't as like you got the balls with different Melissa expectations. McCarthy. Yeah, that was eh. What? Oh, but Spy was good. Oh, the Spy boss. Was... Yeah, the boss was okay. Spy was hilarious. Though. I yeah, love that Spy movie. Was Spy was good. great. Ro- Rose Byrne is so funny, and I, I mean, I, I think like like you pointed out how like she's funny in uh, Bridesmaids. Like it's really subtle. Like some of the, like like she actually has pretty good comedic chops because she's actually really she's funny in Neighbors as well. She is funny and, in Neighbors, yeah. Uh, like that that whole scene like in Neighbors where I think the baby what the baby finds the the, the condom on the yard and they take oh, the yeah. kid to the doctor and the doctor kind of implies that the uh, the way she reacts to him is just hilarious. Yeah, she's she's really good. Right. And definitely she's more a list. Like, she's in a she's in a lot of stuff. Like I feel like like she appears in like so many things and like I guess we don't really consider her a list really, but she's in like a lot of big movies. Yeah, that's true. Well, finally hit our top two. Um, my number two is OJ Made in America. I can't believe I forgot it. Uh, but you found something else. Yeah, I raved about it so much, even from the beginning in my review uh, a year ago. I said that um, before anyone ever predicted it, before anyone even considered it, I said this movie's going to win Best Documentary at the Oscars because it's that fucking good. I think I've seen a lot of documentaries. I'm very into documentaries. I think it's it's to me it's the best documentary i've ever seen because it captures the realism of oj in terms of where he started where he is and it doesn't it and it doesn't ever and it doesn't in a very unbiased way because it doesn't more it doesn't like vilify him from the get Mm -hmm. it progressively shows the facts and by the end of it you know you you create your own idea of who he is as a person right and i think it does it perfectly. yeah like it could have been easy for them to be like oh let's just talk about the murder and, like, the fact that it encompassed, like, his entire life and kind of built up, like, who he was as a as a persona. And, like, especially as, like, for people like us that, like, what we know knew of him even before the murder kind of ha- before the murder happened. Like, kind of how he was, you know, just so idolized back in the day before they completely, you know, you know vilify him because of all that. Uh, it was just very interesting to kind of see the progression of his career and his status and like just everyone's commentary on it and he um i think what what it does well too is that it captures quotes from him directly like early on where you uh where he talks about like i'm not black i'm oj and yep. then where he gets arrested uh um, they actually that on the tv show too that's yeah. funny like <laughs> where uh where he gets arrested after the murder and you have all these all the black all these black people that are like in brentwood and then he's like, "What are all these? What, what are all these? Uh, what are all these niggas doing in, in Brentwood?" What? Yeah. And you're just like, and I'm watching it. I'm taking. I'm like taking. I mean, I I'm like, 
you know, I'm not black, I'm his, I'm Cuban, so I really can't really compare to it. But the fact that he would just like pretty much vilify an entire race by his him saying that when he is black himself, because right? he thought he transcended race, like he like he didn't like I he I don't when he was at the height of his popularity, I don't think he viewed himself as like a black man. Yeah, no, he like, didn't. He thought he was totally different, and, and you know, kind of like like especially. Just seeing how he uh, like reacted even after he got acquitted and kind of what he expected his life to be like once he was like, well, you know, they I got acquitted. Like, why is everyone treating me differently? They should still treat me like OJ. And it's like, no, dude, like you, this is how delusional you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the reality of the situation is he did it. I mean, there's no there. It's there's nothing. in after even watching that documentary and the fact that you have the bookend of like the people versus OJ Simpson, it's like worked out really well because you can kind of see like the fiction version of it because they, they do like tweak little things. And then you have the documentary to, as a piggyback. And I, I mean, if you don't think he did it and you really don't, you know, yeah, that really was like naive. Pure, that was a pure crime of passion. dude. Yeah. That's so, like, they, her and didn't like her. And they show <laughs> the fact that they show clips you've never seen before. Like they actually show her neck after. Oh yeah. That and was, uh, uh, that was like rough. gruesome to see. And then I think, to to finish off on number two, like on OJ, like the end of the documentary where he shows like he becomes the person he always was like ashamed to be. Yeah, ashamed of, yeah. Like he became this like crook and like, this like yep. hoodlum and he I mean, I said it like a year ago, I'm like, he's gonna get out next this year because of all the hype he's getting now from like the documentary and the and the, yeah. and, and the would... show. I would love to be a fly on the wall for like a friend of his, but yo, so this is what was made about you while you were gone. <laughs> you should check it out. <laughs> yeah, so oh, I'm sure you've seen think. it. Yeah, I'm yep. pretty sure. Like that's part of the first thing he did when he got out of jail was watch them. So yeah, OJ's my number two, is my favorite documentary of all time, and what I think is probably the best I've ever seen. All oh, right. did you like the People versus OJ Simpson? Just yeah, I liked it a good amount. I yeah, did. I thought it was very well yeah. done. I was, was looking good. for every week. I was like glued to it. Yeah, I just couldn't uh, like, and they really captured. I mean, the documentary does a better job of capturing just the overall feel of that. I mean, I was young, and I still remember the overall feeling of all that stuff. And just like, I, I, I think that was one of the first times that I saw. Like, I remember in school, like it was such a big deal. Like, we had kids talking about it, and it was the first time I really noticed a division of my own between like white people and black people, where like kids like that I, I remember my age who were black were like, well. My mom said he didn't do it because of blah, 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 blah. Or, like, I remember hearing from another kid, like, you know, well, kind of what they allude to on the show and in the documentary, like, with, you know, we didn't really, they got us on Rodney King, they're not going to get us on this. Like, I had, there were kids my age saying that. And then, of course, there were white kids who were like, well, we totally think he did it because my mom said he did or, like, I heard it from my dad. Like, it was, like, the first time I really noticed a division between race. And it continues to this day. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So that's my number two. All right. Number two for me is Logan. Logan. Yeah. A little high. Logie Bear. Yeah. Um Did you cry? I uh so let's <laughs> 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 skip that question. <laughs> He's like, you fight all the Davis not cry. Come on. I'm out of, I'm out of, I'm out of shed a thug tear. <laughs> thug tear. But uh <laughs> I like can you, picture thug tear. Yeah, exactly. Just crawl down a little bit. I got yeah. a, I got a tattooed afterwards, <laughs> but like guys said earlier, man, without Deadpool, we would have not had a rated R uh, Wolverine movie, which we got, and then it did not disappoint. It, it was a rated R uh, Wolverine movie. There was a lot of blood, a lot of cursing, 
a lot of everything, and it was Grit. very well made. Uh, and that little girl did fantastic as uh, X23. That she added a whole other element to the Wolverine character that we, I didn't think we were ever gonna get on the big screen, um, as the the father figure and old man, and just his relationship with Professor X as well, because like you see, like there, there obviously something happened that did not tell us, and I don't know if we'll ever find out, but something happened with all the mutants that like, really shook them, yeah. and that's why they're the only two left, and that really brought them closer than they ever have and just the way that he was like taking care of him just shows you like the shit that they've been through and like he really needs this the support of this man to just be who he is and then we bring that little girl into the equation and it's just like his character involvement in this movie was fantastic from the get and then we get to the ending and it was a perfect conclusion to all the years of him playing the character everything the character has been through and we get that tearful moment at the end yeah. and you know uh. it, that happened and we, we gotta look forward to what they're gonna do with that character are they gonna move forward with X-23 or are they gonna cast a new Wolverine we don't know we gotta find out cause Fox has basically since Days of Future Past have rebooted the whole franchise we did get a peek of him in Apocalypse when he came out as the original Wolverine with that whole headgear stuff Weapon so, X the, weapon yeah, X, when, yeah. He, when he was Weapon X, so I don't know what they're going to do with that, but we'll see what they do with the character, but as far <laughs> as the finale for Hugh Jackman, that was, you can't, you can't top that. That was fantastic. Uh, Alright, G. I love how Days of Future Past like completely fixes everything that went wrong with The Last Stand. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> a few moments. <laughs> In a few moments. It's great. Alright, G, what's your number two? Well, speaking of crying, uh, mine is the Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh. That's your number two? Yeah. Oh, then that's my number two. Piggyback. Uh, there you go. Piggyback. Piggyback. Uh, so, I think it's our first um, one. Uh, yeah, I think I, yeah, first one we mentioned. Awesome. Uh, I, uh, so I saw it in the theater, and it's one of the, like, I think E.T. is another one that actually makes me tear up, and I actually teared up. I saw it with a group of friends. I think we were all kind of, like, got a little emotional, because, like, I think we all kind of connected with it on some level. Um, I didn't connect with, like, some of the darker elements of the story, but, like, I definitely, when I was a freshman in high school, most of my friends were seniors. And I remember that feeling of, like, you know, hanging out with them all year and, like, having my group. And then, like, you know, then they're gone. You kind of got to figure out things on your own a little bit. So I really, like, kind of attached to that part of the story a lot. Uh, and it's just a really, I think it's probably one of the best coming-of-age movies. Like, not even just of the, like, the decade you're talking about. I think it's one of the best ones, period. Um, I think it helps that the guy who wrote the book wrote and directed the movie. Like you can tell, like you know, this is not someone's voice that's being muddled by someone else's. This is his vision and how he wanted to create it. Yeah, I love uh, that he directed it. Uh, yeah, too. And yeah, he wrote the screenplay because I think it makes a difference, and he can advocate for his own work. Right, and you know that you you honestly can feel that connection to it with everything he kind of brings to it on screen. Like I don't think someone that was kind of detached from it could really bring out all that honesty i think um uh it, it's also one of those movies that gets better every time i watch it too like i like there even though there's parts of it that are sad i can watch that movie over and over again because like in the end there is like you know there is a happy ending for him and like you know it's a it's just a solid like you just connect with it on like so many different levels no matter how old you are i think you either like you you're our age you 
gone through it or you know someone has gone through it, like some of that stuff. And it's not just his character too. It's like all their little characters like have kind of quirks that you're familiar with. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I watch that movie a good amount, at least once or twice a year. And it's always, always gets me. So, yeah. All right. Finally hit number one uh, to the shock of everybody. My number one is La La Land. <laughs> Gasp. So. I would have thought it would be a rival, but no. I thought, no, it, was, I thought it was Moonlight. Wait, I don't hate Moonlight. <laughs> Imagine so... he comes back like, wait, no. You know how we're spinning the narrative that I suddenly don't like La La Land? I'm going to spin the narrative that you don't really like Moonlight. I love <laughs> Moonlight. <laughs> it didn't even make it honorable. It did. You were like, did? yeah. Sorry. You were like, uh, yeah. But are we gonna really remember Moonlight like twenty years? But now? we're yeah, not. Maybe... <laughs> we're like, we're not. That's the thing. I think we will. Look, I said this the black fe- community will remember it twenty years from now. <laughs> I said, I said this in February when the fucking whole thing happened, and I was like, I said that La La Land was gonna like consist consistently like be in like media. You know what See, I mean? you said La La Land is gonna be like singing in the rain. Like, I think, you- I think it is. Because Singing in Rain got the same shit that La La Land got. It was snubbed at the Oscars. And as time progressed, it became, to me, it's the greatest musical of all time, Singing in the Rain. Solid 7. What, what happened? I said Solid 7. Singing solid in the Rain is not seven. a solid. You play in traffic. Like solid it's, 7. That's like his, his uh, logo mark rating right there. Yeah. So, solid no, seven. but like I, I, I feel like La La Land, in years to come, despite the hate it gets on now, Singing in the Rain was kind of on the same boat. It wasn't like overwhelmingly loved back in the 40s or 50s or whenever it came out. But the fact that it holds, I mean, it holds a place in most musical fans' heart as one of the best or the best of all time. I think La La Land will eventually get there for a few reasons outside of like the ending, which I love because it's not the cliche, typical musical ending that you always get. The guy, the 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 guy and the girl always end up together, and everyone walks into it, and you're accustomed, and your your mind is programmed to expect the guy and the girl to be together. Well, I don't know. They're not, they're just not always. They don't. Not every movie. They most end up every. Together. I'm talking about musicals. Every. All music, right. Well, mostly every musical ends up with the guy and the girl together. Look at well, Singing in the Rain. We West love. West Side sing- Story is tragic. To an extent, yeah, yeah. they don't end up together. They almost said Chicago. That's not like a main point. <laughs> that what? I was like, never mind, never mind. I was mentioning like another musical. I was like, that's not the point of the story. <laughs> no, West Side Story is my favorite. Oh, you're talking about the beginning of Chicago? Yeah. That doesn't count. <laughs> that's, that's, no, that's so funny. <laughs> but like when I saw the ending, yeah, it was sad. I was pretty sad by it. Like I thought the epilogue like expressed everything that we may have wanted from Sebastian and Mia. But we didn't get that. And that's just the way it is sometimes. Like, in order to succeed, sometimes you have to make certain sacrifices, even if it is the person you love. And unfortunately, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, you wouldn't do that, Mustone. No, I would never do that. No, never. I mean, so, none of us would. No. But uh, I, follow her, I follow her on her, like, fucking acting job. I quit my dreams to be with her. <laughs> <laughs> but like I also, I, you know, like we talked about it before. Like I make it quick because we, we talk about Lala all the time. So like I also think like the 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 hate on like Emma Stone 
oh, she's not that good of a singer. If she was that good of a singer, she wouldn't be a struggling actress. And that's why she's a struggling actress that makes it. And I think the people like I'm not talking about anyone you have mentioned in per se, but the people like that hate it on your end, you're on the West Coast. I think they feel like because it seems like everyone's an actor or an actress over there. Yeah. And because they haven't made it, they feel a certain type of way because she made it and she's a struggling actress. And I think well, the hate stems from that because I, I have a, a buddy of mine. Well, that like I won't mention their name or anything, but we had a conversation that he doesn't like all in because the story hits home to him because he wants to wanted to be in that field. And unfortunately, he is not in that field and it hit home to him. And that's why he doesn't like it. So I think the hate stems from the people that don't like it for the realism of, hey, you know what? Some people make it. Some people don't. That's just the way it is. And they, I don't, I, I'll never understand the hate for it. Yeah, it may not, you know, not, musicals are not meant for everybody, but I'll never understand the complete hate for it because I think it's, as a original musical and as as much as I love Damien Chazelle, I think it captures the realism of a struggling actress that's just getting rejected from audition on audition when, you know, you have casting directors that aren't paying attention to them while they're auditioning. I think it captures that very well, actually. And, you know, I just think that the, the hate will always be there, but I think in time... I think it will have that impact that Singing in the Rain did many, many well, years I mean, ago. Well, I mean, I know we talked about it, too. Like, I think that the, from people that I know that talking about her specifically, um, I I won't mention this person's name either, but, like, well, I have a friend that didn't like her that much in it because they felt like, oh, well, she played a struggling actress, which is not hard for her to play because she probably can identify with that being an actress herself. And it's not much of a stretch for her. And I guess that I mean, I can see, I guess maybe, but I I don't know much about Emma Stone being a struggling actress because I feel like she kind of... I mean, from Superbad, she started... Kinda, she kind of came out the gate pretty hot. I yeah, mean, I know, she like, started in Superbad and she really never like took her foot off the gas. Uh, and then there are people that think that she doesn't have that much range. Like, they, they've they actually compared her performances and other stuff and think that she kind of, like, plays a variation of herself. And like, especially with some of her line delivery and stuff. And I, I get that she has a distinct personality and she probably does have a distinct way of delivering lines. I don't think that she is herself in everything. Um, but that's been the, the main complaint about the movie. Other than the music, like there are some people that just aren't going to like musicals. It's yeah, and that's thing. fine. Musicals are not their thing. And that's totally understandable. Um, but I actually agree with you on the other stuff, too, because I actually have friends who like either are trying to act or have done it in the past and didn't make it. And they avoided that movie like the plague. Because it hit too close to home. They thought it would hit too close to home. And I've also felt, and I've said this before, I think Moonlight is a fantastic film, but I also think the election had a lot to do with it winning. And Hollywood is so into, like, what's going on politically and in in D.C. And I think the fact with, like, the overwhelming disdain for, you know, uh, the person that's in office right now, that I think it had a lot to affect what happened at the Oscars well do you think the whole like oscar so white thing had a lot to do with like, i actually the amount see, of like i i would think it would have un- but in reality like la la land is one of those films that won everything like it didn't lose anything if it was competing against moonlight it wasn't losing anything and the fact we get to oscar night and then la la land seems to be losing awards that it was pretty much dominating the whole season like i even felt when i was watching the oscars i'm like oh i think i think i know where we're going here but when stone won actress and chazelle won director i was like okay so they're not gonna go all the way through with this and then when moonlight won best picture i'm like 
oh, okay, so they they really want to make a point. And I have always felt that, and I will continue to feel that way. I think, you know, as great as Moonlight was, it won an Oscar, it won Best Picture because of the circumstances surrounding it. So, I mean, agree to disagree, but that's just how I'll always feel about it. It's actually it. Like a really interesting debate, because I, I, there are probably a few people that felt that way. I mean, and like, I mean, I, I, I even felt, I even think people felt that way even when the nominations came out. I remember when a lot of the nominations came out, and there were just so, I mean, a lot more diversity than the year before. I didn't jump on the whole Oscar so white bandwagon because I kind of felt the differences in the year. To me, you had really great performances from people the year we got Fences and Moonlight, and like it showed in the movies and the quality of the movies and the quality of the performances. Yeah, I didn't I never, jump on last year, the year before, because I was like, well, I've I mean, never, like, I, I never, like, I wrote an article back before we became a site when we were just in Instagram. And I wrote an article about how I felt about Oscar So White. I think the minority issue is the fact that that year they're just ha- – I mean, there were snubs, but there's always snubs. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that, like, you're not going to get minorities every year the same way you're not – like, there were no Hispanics nominated, but we're not going to get, like, you know, like, the minority issue, if you're good, you're going to get nominated. And, like, you made a gr- an excellent point, like, Moonlight – and we had fences, and we had hidden figures. We had three fantastic minority-driven films that were honored at the Oscars. So I don't. I never felt that the Moonlight one had anything to do with Oscars for White, and I don't think it really. You know, it did. I think it all. It's all based on the election, and I think they wanted to make a point that we are minority-driven. We're going to support minorities, so we're going to give. We're not going to give this basically all white except John Legend-driven film. Best picture. We're gonna give it to not only a minority film but an LGBT film as well. We're gonna we're gonna hit two birds with one stone, and we're gonna show you know our president that we support minorities and in the LGBT community. And you know, it sucks that the hate for La La Land began from it, and then everyone sub, uh, loves Moonlight winning Best Picture. But in the long run, Moonlight may not have won Best Picture for the right reasons. Right. So uh, that's well, it. I kind of I kind of think we uh, should just enjoy what we got. Uh, last year, because I don't even know. Are we going to be represented much this year? <laughs> like at all? I, I don't. I, well, I don't think. Been is, like, is Denis Villeneuve Hispanic? Cause yeah, he, he is right. So I no, think. Isn't he French? No. Oh, we might be. Oh, okay, so we're, we're not getting anything this year either. No, so I, I think was, we're on the same boat. I didn't. Yeah. I thought oh, yeah. it was French. French? Yeah, okay, so we're not getting anything, because I think Blade Runner is going to be that surprise at the Oscars this year, but that's yeah. another story for another time. My friend, made it, my friend made a joke when the nominations came out, like, with Fences and all that stuff, and he was like, well, you guys better enjoy this little gift. <laughs> oh, He's I can't. actually Canadian. Oh, wow. He was shot. So I can't wait till February when we're discussing Oscar nominations, and no minorities get nominated Hispanic, uh, black, or anything like that, and then we get another uh, Oscar so white again. I can't wait. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Do, can't we, wait. Uh, do we think anything for Detroit? Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Right? No, it's it's. Well, you know what? I think maybe. I mean, it could. No. I mean, like Oscar there, cares there, about I mean, money there, now. There are other big stuff. There's other things coming that's gonna overshadow. There's a lot it. of stuff coming yeah. out now. So, I thought maybe she might get a director nomination. Uh, director. I think like, that's a, unfortunately. That's what I thought, but now I don't no. know if they're. Gonna... I was all about it because I love Detroit, but no, I don't think it's. Unfortunately, best. a film making money has a lot to do with it being considered sometimes, and it didn't make money. And then there's so many people that are just negative against it. For the wrong reasons. Yeah, the Oscars are uh, all of, the Oscars care about money now, like box office. So I think that's that's going to be a a point too. 
But yeah, we definitely no. got off track with La La Land. This turned into like a nice little debate. It wasn't yeah. just a cliche La La Land discussion. So yeah, yeah. my number one is La La Land. So to everybody's surprised. Number one was La La Land. All right, what's your number one? My number one is Suicide Squad. Shut the fuck up. Get out of here. <laughs> you said it so confident that I Wait, you're serious? I was like, oh my god. No, you're serious. He said he had like four comic book movies. That's on my fourth. Number one is Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Are you serious? I thought you were kidding. No, I'm kidding. It's, it's Civil War. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. I damn near died. <laughs> That's my fourth comic book and then, movie. And like, he said he had more. I was like, no, he's telling the truth. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Jen defended me in a lie. That's awesome. <laughs> Leave him alone. Leave I'm so alone. Like, alone. I'm so, I'm so, so traumatized. I can't. Okay, Civil War. Go. Up on it. <laughs> so yeah, Civil War. Go ahead. Civil War. Uh, we, I know we hype up Avengers for being like the first time we got like a whole bunch of superheroes on screen at one time, and it was great. But for me, this did a way better job. I agree, a hundred percent. And it had way more superheroes at one time, and it kind of took all that chaos of having so many characters on screen and just made a great story out of it and then i'm kind of anxious to see what they're gonna do with infinity war because they're gonna pack even more superheroes but i have faith but civil war was amazing i had great de- great debate uh within the heroes we got the introduction to, to tom holland spider-man which was great uh we got a whole bunch of funny scenes a whole bunch of great action continuing from uh the winter soldier s kind of actions and it was overall just a great film. It was a fun summer movie that we got. And we got a hot Aunt May cameo. Oh. Uh, the hot Aunt May cameo <laughs> must. We, uh, got, we, got, we got to see what that's going to look like. Oh, word. <laughs> All right, G, tell us about the social network. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's never any suspense anymore, damn it. Uh, <laughs> this is why you got to uh, stop giving away your picks, man. No, you can I tell know, me uh, anything. I think, the, I think a... the week before I was like, yeah, it's going to be up there. Hi. Yeah, he kind of gave away last high. week. Uh. I don't know. I think you said everything that I probably would have said. I think it's one of the best, like, written movies to come out in, like, the last few, like, years, basically. Aaron Sorkin is a brilliant writer, and it shows in that movie. Um, we already know I love David Fincher. You can't do anything wrong, except for Alien 3. Uh, oh. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't his fault. Um I don't know. It's just like the, the writing direction, the music I love, the performances, Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, Justin Timberlake, even Rooney Mara in like a couple of scenes. Great. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It, like, it took an idea, like you said, that I thought wouldn't be a good movie. I was like, I, didn't, I don't know how they're going to make this a really good movie. And it makes it compelling from start to finish. And uh, I don't know. I It kind of proved like, I, it makes me like not want to like, second guess certain like ideas anymore because like i'm like hey if you can turn something like about the creation of facebook into something interesting and entertaining then you yeah, can do just... give it a shot even though yeah. facebook has progressively become like the worst thing ever it's so unusable now man it's i hate the feed yeah, yeah facebook like... has progressively gotten worse and like, worse it's year. also creepy how the ads like kind of like know like, stuff what you've been looking at uh, yeah. and, and with instagram too it'd be like They'll show you like a picture of like two weeks ago. Yeah, then it's because like two Facebook hours ago, Instagram. then it's two days ago. Yeah. Like, so what happened to the, the chronological algorithm. order, man? I want it chronologically. I mean, I want time order. I see things from like two weeks ago, and it's so annoying because right, I'm like, wait, I didn't see this. you like a creep this. when you like something. Like, why do you like this thing from two weeks? Ago? Well, the worst yeah, is when like, you go how far did you go down my feed? Yeah, 
you're on the explore page from Instagram. I'm like, oh, like this picture had like 15,000 likes. And I'll look at the date and it's from something like three weeks ago. I'm like, why is it here? Yeah, like, exactly. like it's fresh. <laughs> Seriously. All right, it's Jen. Worse. So my number one, what do you think it is? You're, you're, I actually don't know. I actually don't know. Office Christmas Party? Is it a girl movie? Oh, no. Is it a girl movie? No, it's an everyone movie. It's an everyone movie. It's boy or big. girl movie. I don't know. What is it? Sing Street. Oh, I forgot about Sing Street. Never well, I mean, it. it's in my honorable you mention. You put it in your honorable right? mention, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's in my honorable mention. I think you put it in number one. It's yeah, my Sing number Street's, one. Sing Street made me cry, it's actually. It's fun. <laughs> it's so um, good. It was like, so I think Happy this was a, a random mm-hmm. movie we were going to go see, like an indie movie. Well, I saw the trailer, and I was like, I saw the trailer, and I was like, all right, I want to see Sing Street. And then, yeah, it's like, it's another coming of age story. And it is. You, you take I, it from here. I loved it. I mean, it's set in uh, Britain. Okay. In London. And it's about this boy. And he kind of ends up falling in love with a girl. And it's like, you know, his home life, him at school. He's dealing with like a, a shitty principal, like a little bit of everything. Um, and it's set to like him wanting to start a band to get the attention of the girl. And so it is a musical, but it's, you know, it's not like they're singing the entire time but it's it's got an awesome soundtrack um it's it's a fun movie the ending is very poignant um so it's it's good it's it's really it's a fun movie like you go and i could definitely watch it and i listen to the soundtrack like at least a couple times a month here and there like it's on my spotify playlist and it's it's just fun it's a good movie so if you haven't seen have you seen it go watch it I haven't seen it, no. Yeah, um, sure. I think you'd I, like it, G, actually. I, I have it on it. my hard drive. I've actually not sat down and watched it. Though. Yeah, it's, yeah it's I think you would good. actually like it. It seems like a you kind of movie. <laughs> no, so it's like Spring Breakers. Okay, got Well, it. not like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely fun. Like, I think... Because it's... They're teenagers, so, like, I think you... You would like it, especially because of that. That sounds <laughs> creepy. Well, no, not like that! <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I mean. I meant because, like, teen movies. Oh, awesome. Guys, like, sexy so, teen situations, yeah. <laughs> so after five weeks, we finally come to our conclusion on the decades. I actually we- missed a honorable mention. I saw a movie last week. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it was surprisingly good. And I'm going to add it to my honorable mention now. It's what uh, is Keeping it? Up with the Joneses. With Gal Gadot. Oh, that movie Gal- with the Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot oh. and, and Gal Gadot. <laughs> No, I did want to see it. It was surprisingly was good. No, no, no. It was surprisingly good. You think the trailers good. made it look <laughs> no worse? Yeah, yeah. I just threw it on like as a background movie. Yeah. And then I'm watching it. I'm like, this is actually pretty funny and good. So the trailers kind of messed it up yeah. then for people. Because yeah. like, I feel like the... I mean, I did want to see it. So it's on my list. But I felt Give like it a the chance, trailers kind of uh, kill it. Uh, John Hamm's in that too, right? He yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, so there's an interesting article today I saw on Variety about like him being a great actor. And it said that, so why hasn't he found a great role since Mad Men ended? And I guess with the exception of Baby Driver, yeah, because he I mean, was I, good in that. Uh, he was good. So like, but I guess that's kind of true. Like, he hasn't really like had a ton of stuff that's like considered great since Mad Men ended. No, he wasn't and, in the movie, but he wasn't even the best part. Like it was definitely Gao and Zach Galifianakis were the best parts of that movie. He was like third string on that one. I know it like flops, but you know, yeah, no, you do like you do like your flops though. No, no, but give it, no, it was like literally not even like not like not like bad good. It was good good. Like give it a chance. Awesome. So we'll look into that now for the upcoming future. Here we go. Is it Gossip Girl yet? No. Girl so in two, in two weeks. Well, next week. Well, next week we're going the the, the our favorite time of year starts in. 
four day no in a week the beginning of the nfl season is yep. a week and a half away so we're going to cover next week our top 10 sports films oh yeah so waiting for radio to be on guys so then 10. we're going to take a little break from top 10s and we're going to cover the emmys and have our prediction for the emmys the following week okay then we finally have the episode g Actually, all of us have been waiting yeah. for. Hey, why are gonna, you putting it on me? Like, I'm just going <laughs> to co- we're, we're going to cover the 10-year anniversary of Gossip Girl and the bitch that is Vanessa. God damn. Can we? I, so all right, I, all right. Let's not. Really, the bitch here is Jenny Humphrey. But and let's so, not. And let's Serena Vanderwoodson. And Serena Vanderwoodson. No, 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 It's Jenny, Serena, and Georgina. Georgina, stop. I can't wait to discuss Georgina. I would even Georgina. say Serena's a bitch. Serena is a straight up bitch. No, I wouldn't even say because you really want to. Oh, my God. She, like, she I like, don't want to cut Serena. I want to cut Jenny Humphrey into tiny little pieces. All right, all right. Let's save, all right. Yeah, we'll save that. We'll save that for but three yeah. weeks. We'll save that for three weeks. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start writing my stuff. I need to. I need to defend my girl Vanessa. Fuck it her. might be lengthy. I can't wait to that. And 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 then after that, I can't wait till like the episode where you're like reading through. I need all right, to find, this is bullshit. I need to find this a team bullshit. Bullshit. Sure. <laughs> And then we find. Too. And then we'll we'll end September by kicking off probably the funnest month. Outside of this decade that we have since starting the show is horror. Yep. October, Halloween is here, All and we have a lot to cover for you guys so in, o- in October. Oh, quick update too, man! Disappointing update. So, what? I was gonna show my daughter ET, and she hit me with that. I already saw it. Really? From where? Her, Ooh. from her and her mom. Just saw it casually. Did she like it? So, yeah, she liked it, but it was like. Oh. <laughs> I was like, who just casually puts on ET? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. How do you casually. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this is an event, man. <laughs> so, before before we go, I was watching. Uh, the other day, we were coming. We come back, We got back home from. Uh, I don't know where the fuck we were. But um, we're watching. Oh, we we're at Kendrick Lamar concert. And we're uh, lying down. Or that watching, was Friday. Yeah. So oh, you made a it sound like days it was ago. a while ago. So, then Back to the Future's on. And me and Jen are watching it. And I look at her and I'm like, how the fuck does Lewis not like Back to the Future? Because I don't. You fucking suck. Word. I can't keep it with the Joneses. Keep it up with the Joneses. Oh, yeah, but you're like, yo, keep it up with the Joneses. It's surprisingly good. And think That's like a man 2 is better than Back to the Future. Never said that. I hope not. <laughs> That's <laughs> blasphemous. <laughs> now, now you're just putting two and two together somehow. Uh, oh, he probably man. thinks next Friday is better than Back to the Future. So, no for, comment. So no. thanks, guys. Thank you guys for joining us today. And do you want to... Mention our latest latest affiliate. Yes, so uh, we're happy to announce that Real Talk is partnering up with Movie Pass as an affiliate. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. sign up, you can click any of the ads at realtalking.com or our links yeah in our Facebook group and our Instagram and Twitter accounts. Um, and basically, Movie Pass, you can watch any two D movie every uh, one movie a day for nine ninety five a month. Uh, basically, you'll sign up and you can just you get a little debit card and that's where you go to purchase a movie and you can see one movie a day for only nine ninety five a month. That's crazy. And we've had it for three years and it's we're huge fans, huge fans. And that's how we get to go to and the it's movie no, so much. There's no scheme here. It really works. And it most theaters in the area, in your area, will have. And there's an iOS and an theaters. Android app for everyone. There so you go. check it out. So for this week's Real Chronicles. I'm David. Zlu. Guys. And Jen. See you guys next week. Actually, before we end, Jen will not be on next week. Oh, yeah. She, ah, she's, she's not into sports, so she's like, screw this. <laughs> That's not really why. My best friend's getting married, so we have her bachelorette. Congratulations. Hey. Yay. What would be, what would be on your sports movies? I'm kind of curious. Ooh, well, Actually, yeah, let's, all right, let's backtrack. 
Quick. We'll edit this later. Uh, so Rudy, Rudy would be on there. Remember the Titans. Uh, Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's not on my nostalgia. Team. It's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's nostalgia. Yeah. No, it's not on my team. I mean, I'm not putting in a particular order right now. No, I'm just, just throwing out off of my um, top. I actually haven't seen Friday Night Lights. Right? Isn't that a movie, Friday too? Night Lights is great. It's a good yeah, movie and a great TV it, show, too. Um, Let me see. What else? What else? Sports movies. Varsity Blue. Rocky. <laughs> Oh yeah, Rocky. Okay, yes, boxing. If we're yeah, boxing's a sport. So uh, Rocky. I don't. I, I don't want your life. Come on, Roxy. Uh, Rocky. Um, <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> Roxy is like the um, raging bull. Raging bull is kickboxer. Good. What else? I like what how you're else? pushing her into her choices. Did you say kickboxer? <laughs> I said kickboxer. Kickboxer's terrible. Mortal Kombat. Uh, blood sport. Is the blood sport wrestler. The wrestler's going to be a sports movie, I guess. That is a sports movie. What about you need Bloodsport? athleticism. Um, dodgeball. Oh, I like dodgeball. Yeah, that funny. would count. It's a sport. Dodgeball's a sport. That's I activity, I guess. Ooh, I, I do like Bend it Like Beckham. Fucking Bend it Like Beckham is awful. Shao, Shaolin soccer. I like it. I saw that on pay-per-view back in the day, and I was like, oh, I guess it's fine. Uh, Co- Coach Carter. Sport. Coach Carter. <laughs> Love in basketball. Yeah, so yeah that's, that's a good one. So that's it looks one. like we'll, have, like we'll have fun next week then. Yeah. I can't help but notice that no one said varsity blues. You guys suck. The six men, our six <laughs> men. Suck. That's all, true. all right. So for this week's real chronicles, I'm David, Lewis, Jen, and guys. See you guys next I'm week. That later. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Did you smack her? <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear? Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real.